There we are. Hey, everybody. How's it going? There we are indeed. Howdy, howdy. A little bit late tonight. Got the, got the super wide shot for me here. I know, I know. Here, Sandy, why don't you come up here? Come up here. <laughs> it, it's a little bit closer when I switch over to the uh, the other point of view. Uh, I ordered a, a thing so I can run the microphone closer to my mouth, uh, but it, you know, Amazon, it's it's so far behind at this point. It's like not yeah. going to be here until the end of April. But that'll hopefully be the la very last piece that I need for all of my uh, streaming setup. Oh, uh, yeah, it's going to be perfect and you're never going to have to change a thing. Well, again. I mean, I... I <laughs> I, I had some fun this week. Uh, I'm sure there's people in the chat that can attest to uh, the stuff that I was doing on our Twitch channel. I was I streamed editing, like as I said last last Sunday, I was going to stream editing of uh, the most recent episode that came out, and I I mean I streamed for like three days in a row for like three or four hours each day, and hmm. uh, I've made some tweaks to that streaming setup where I was able to run an, an audio cable like in the drop ceiling all the way down there so I can uh when I move to shoot b-roll I can switch uh camera feeds and be over there it's kind of cool it's kind of cool uh so I, I think I'm going to do that kind of stuff a lot a lot more often mm -hmm. uh I'm, I'm not sure if any I mean I don't know if anybody in, in the uh in the chat has watched those or not this week. I mean, there's like 30, 40 people watching each day and it, it, it was, it's very laid back, mm -hmm. but, but fun. It was especially good because I did not get, get distracted at all. Uh, I would have the chat in one window, but I was just, I was working and talking through certain problems I was having with the edit, like out loud. But also mm -hmm. I didn't open up any web browsers and get distracted by anything. I was just focused on work like that entire time, which is, yeah, is, I mean, is that... not, not something that, that, you know, when you, when you work from home or by yourself, that is something that oh, can I, easily I get happen. It. I believe me. I get, it. I mean, I can see the appeal there. I can see the appeal there. Like it would take, I think it would take a while to work up the frame of mind for me to do that. Mm -hmm. But I, I could see trying it in the future, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it was... I don't know if I would want to do it for Analog Frontiers. No, but... no, no, no. I mean, I mean, like, I will... Uh, I'm going to be working on writing and finishing writing the the, uh, the next episode in the, in the next couple of days, so I probably won't stream during that, but I think I might just do it for, like, like shooting and editing it again. It might make it a, a disappointment for people that, <laughs> that are looking forward to the episode. They won't. It won't be as surprising. But there's uh, there's an appeal to it, I think. I saw someone ask if I had explained the setup behind me. Like you're just seeing like a very small section of it, but there's like three sections of this large shelf that I got. Um, that uh, it, I it's completely non-functional. It's just a lot of old video equipment I have. So where you can kind of see behind me is like a like a you know a, a control room monitors i mean they're just black and white i don't even know if they work <laughs> um you know they're nothing special a video switcher up there's you know the the tv my grandma was using when she had to switch over to uh you know a, a digital uh antenna um uh, there's a, a film camera there but there's like i mean i can 
got my TV a little bit to show a little more of it. Oh wow! Yep. So yeah, there's there's just all kinds of stuff on there. Oh, we got a uh, five dollar donation from Chris saying it's nice to come back to this after my day at the grocery. Well, thank you. Thank you. you was, know, actually, was that a day of work at the grocery or was I'm, that yeah, a, I, a whole day of having to do grocery shopping? Yeah, I, I, I it, it is the, uh, he, he works at a grocery store. We, oh, okay. Well, so you he, are, he is, you are, you are a hero right now. Exactly. I mean, I just, I, I went and picked up groceries say. right before this, before the stream. I got back about 15 minutes before the stream and, uh, you know, we did the online order, and online orders for food at this point are so backed up that we well, have that's to what our... my parents were trying to do, too. I haven't had to do it yet myself, but uh, my my parents, like, it was like a week and a half or even more. For yeah, pickup. well, it was a week for us. We, had to, we submitted our order last weekend. Yeah. And... They... They did some more stuff sooner, so they like got at like one of the local grocery stores. They got an order in, like for pickup later. But then I think maybe today they were picking up something from Walmart just to, you know, because they needed some more stuff sooner. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's kind of complicated, I guess. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, people work at grocery stores, and uh, people that work for uh, like like the United States Postal Service and UPS and uh, FedEx and all that stuff like those like those like are the real heroes right now yeah. I believe I mean my yeah. brother my yeah. brother works for the post office and oh really you know I said to him I said you know like thanks for doing what you what you're doing what what does he do specifically he's, he delivers mail I mean he's oh okay he's he's right there uh no hot wings this week Although we we both, I, I received the last dab in the in the mail. I did as well. I did as well. Uh, uh, so probably probably put it on pause for a few weeks. You know, give it a little time to time to breathe and build up to it. Exactly. Exactly. I I did put just a, just a touch of the the of the bomb in, in some of my food again this week. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Uh, so this week, I oh, of course, don't forget the medical personnel. Exactly, you know, of course they are the 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 absolute true heroes. But I mean, it's there's you know there's so many people. But these, that I mean, are, people are in, and people in these running. other jobs like never like people who are delivering mail and working at the grocery stores never signed up to be heroes. People that work at hospitals did. Right. You know that is true. So, That's true. I mean, obviously, they're stretched thinner than they ever expected to be. But I mean, you know, the people who are sticking at it with these other jobs, I mean, that's that's uh, <laughs> that, that would be tough to be put in that situation to have to, you know. But. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so this week I decided to play something that I'd already finished before. I'm going to be playing Vanquish. Vanquish and the the Bayonetta Vanquish tenth uh, anniversary package was was the last thing I was able to buy with my Best Buy Gamers Club unlocked, and I wanted I just wanted to play something I'd beat before, so I I, I finished this on the PS3, and I didn't want to start anything because I'm trying to finish a couple of things uh, this week before Final Fantasy VII comes out, mm -hmm. so 
I thought I'd play something, you know, it's some comfort, some comfort gaming tonight. Yeah. I know, I know you're a, a real big fan of Vanquish. And I, I, I played through it as well. Yeah, it's, um, it's good. I mean, it was, it's part of that, that, that early platinum games lineup where it was this and Shinji Mikami. What? Shinji Mikami directed it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, both this and Bayonetta are, are kind of a good one-two punch because they're great action games. And they're pretty uh, campy at the same time. They really have mm. a lot of fun with, with the camp, I guess. I, I would like to replay this because I enjoyed it, but I feel I, it didn't, like, resonate with me as much as I thought it might, as much as it seems to have with, with a lot of other people. Wait, this um, one or yeah, like I I liked it. I liked it, but like a lot of people are just mm, yeah, about this game. Well, it's it's very fun to play once you figure it out. I I started the the first mission a little bit just to kind of reacquaint myself with the controls. I'm gonna mm. I'll skip this as soon as soon as I can. Yeah, I I never felt like completely. Uh, like super awesome at playing the game. Like I was never like feeling like whoa. Like I played good enough to beat it, but I remember I remember a lot of you know the big Vanquish aficionados out there saying uh, saying that uh, you know if you ever go into cover in Vanquish, you're playing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I, I go in the cover every once in a while, but I, I play, I, I finished it on normal, and I remember I played through about seventy percent of the game through on hard. Mm-hmm. You know, a game that kind of, I mean, from a gameplay perspective, they're quite different, but like a game that is kind of aesthetically similar that I kind of enjoyed more overall, I would say, uh, is binary domain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I got that for you, didn't I? Because it was target had that on clearance for two ninety eight. I think. I yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was years ago, but yeah, I, I, I played that a few years ago and I, have you, have you ever played through it? I haven't, but I, I, I've thought about it. It's, yeah. it's good. It's really good. I'm just going to uh, skip the cutscenes if that's okay. Sure. For a stream, I think that's okay, especially for a game you've played before. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really liked Binary Domain. Uh, Sandy is she'll she's like two and a half now. She'll be three in October. <laughs> this guy, that's like... He is so over the top. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised Binary Domain isn't as... Uh, talked about, as you would think. Because, like, it was... I don't know, like, if it was total overlap with the staff, but, like, I know, like, the 
studio at Sega that does the um, Yakuza games did Binary Domain. And so I feel like that alone should have gotten the game more attention. Oh, I didn't realize um, that. Yeah. I'm already playing the game wrong. I wanted to cover. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was an interesting game. And, like, the story kind of... I don't remember all the details, but I kind of remember the story, like, went places that I was not really expecting. I was like, whoa, that was... It's kind of a surprise that they took that direction. I've seen should... like some pop in. Am I seeing some like geometry pop in or is it textures? I can't quite tell. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I didn't notice it. Maybe it was my imagination. Maybe someone was asking earlier if this was on Xbox One X and it, yeah. it is indeed. So this is like it's like I mean on your end it's it's 4K 60. Yes. But yeah, it's been a quite a few years since this game. I guess 10 since I played it. Which is kind of crazy to think about. I played Bayonetta a lot more than I played this one. Mhm. Mm was this Platinum's? It was. It felt like, like it was they, like, they did like a D like a DS game, right? It was like. If, I think they like, did. Didn't they do Mad World? Or something like that. First? Huh? Was it Mad World first? Oh. Was Mad Mad World wasn't before Bayonetta, was it? I think so. Was it? I always thought of Bayonetta as their first game. I've never played Mad World. Yeah, then there's a DS game called Infinite Space. But is, if I'm if I'm remembering right, though, this is at the very least like their second like HD game. Right. And the first one that I believe they themselves directly developed for both PS3 and Xbox 360. So how much did you pay for this? Uh, it was, it was, uh, $31.99 with my Gamers Club. With the Gamers Club. Yes. Yeah. So I should wait a while because it's definitely going to be cheaper. Oh yeah. I mean, like I said earlier today, this is like, this will definitely be a $20 game like for Black Friday. It's just, it's, I think that it's appeal probably to a lot of people is very limited. Mm-hmm. It's just cool to play it again. You know, this is a game that can definitely benefit from the more powerful systems. Oh yeah, and having them both on well, one. Guys, I mean, Platinum is kind of known for targeting sixty frames per second, and this was a game where they they had to concede to not. Right, and, and there is a lot of stuff going on. So I'll be curious to see what happens. I had it was, a, it was the kind game, of a big I, deal when it was uh, ported to PC for that reason. Yeah. Because it did not get a PC release initially. Yeah. I'd be interested to see what happens right here. I when I was playing earlier, I had a hard the game like had a hard lock, and I like I had to reboot. Oh really? It. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what caused it. 
Are you playing off your internal or external? It's an external drive. See, I wonder if that's why I like saw, or I thought I saw some some popping. I wonder, like I, I, that's something I never really thought about until uh, I was reading Digital Foundry stuff on the new Star Wars game and how I had like all of those like streaming issues where it just like was not ready for a certain area by the time you could reach it and it would like have all these hitches and stuff. Um, oh, so is that like, is that just with external drives? Well, it's a problem across the board, but it is significantly worse with external. Uh, okay. Um, you know, it, it, that was around the time, uh, that I was playing, um, Hellblade, mm -hmm. which like everyone, there, there was not like a lot of dialogue, like constantly in that game, but specifically like after boss battles, there was like some hitching on the audio. And I kind of wondered if it could, after I learned that, I was like, oh, I wonder if it's because I'm playing on from an external drive. And so after that, like I moved a lot of my installs to the external to free up based on the, uh, the oh, internal. I died. So I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I guess it obviously depends on the game, but on PS4, though, I'm, you know, I have I don't think I did any management on the PS4 after that. So I'm like most of the games that I'm installing now, you know, which, you know, lately hasn't been a lot. <laughs> That's you. But go uh, into your internal drive. No, most uh, on PS4, most go on to my I mean, currently they're going on to my external. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, I have not played Lost Planet aside from a demo like way back when it came out. Or it may, it may have already been out when I got my PS3. I can't remember. But I definitely remember like long, long, long ago downloading a demo for it. And not really having an opinion on it one way or the other. Uh, but then you like, you got like a free copy. Like, a while back. Uh, it's just one of, it's like a $2 from a garage sale or something like that, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, I haven't... It was the 360 version, I think. Right. Yeah, Sandy always... Uh, Sandy always goes into a barking fit when I sneeze or cough. <laughs> this is what she does. I don't... <laughs> I don't know what she thinks it means. I think when I originally played this, I didn't realize that you could get up in the, those vehicles. That's not really ringing a bell for me either, to be honest. You know, th this is so from an era where third-person cover shooting was like the thing. Yes. But this is, I feel like, a lot less covery. Obviously, then, and it, then well, it is. Well, I mean, just like I said, like a lot of people say, like you ever go into cover, you're playing it wrong. Which, 
I mean, I don't think that's fair to say. I mean, everyone has like their comfort with how they play a game, but I get it. Like if you like really get into the zone about how to play this game, like you don't necessarily have to. Right. But I, I still have a soft spot for the cover shooter. But, you know, I yeah, still I, haven't, I, played, mean, to I still haven't I played through the Gears of War games at all, and I intend to. Um, I was but, I was pretty uh, done with the genre after Gears. Mm-hmm. After Gears you, you three, just, really, you really kept up with the Gears games. Well, uh, for the first three, I was I was pretty sick of it by by judgment, and I, I forced I was, myself I through judgment. I was surprised judgment. from you know I uh, I recorded like I don't know like the first forty minutes of uh, Gears two and three. Uh, for the 4K TV episode, because those were uh, two of the games that got uh, 4K versions, I think. I think they're 4K. At the very least, 3 was 4K, but I think 2 was too? I can't remember for sure, though. Uh, But they're 4K on the Xbox One. Uh, So, you know, I recorded them for that episode. I was I was kind of surprised Gears uh, 2 in particular kind of felt like at least the first level it was like in a hospital sort of it sort of felt almost like a multiplayer arena sort of uh, setup like the way that the enemies were attacking and the way we went through the level like it didn't yeah. necessarily oh, yeah. feel like we were like progressing through a level and like doing a lot of event triggers and stuff like that. The third game felt a bit more scripted, but it was, it was different from what the, the kind of the direction was different from what I expected. Uh, But uh, I'm I'm still looking forward to, to playing those games. I mean, I feel like the uncharted series, especially two and four, like, had really good level design with their uh, with their shootout scenarios that sort of gave you a very flexible approach that was cool. Let's see, we got a five dollar donation. Thank you from uh, yeah. Chris. Uh, uh, whew, I'm going to try it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you're used to having uh, having it mispronounced. Uh, uh, Spadanuta. <laughs> I, I can't be right. I, I'm sure I, I butchered that. Thank you. Um, I guys know of any good ways to play retro games remotely with a friend. I tried Sega, Mega Drive, and Genesis Classics on Steam, but it had some lag. You know what? Uh, funny you should ask. Jeez. Because last a uh, month, huh? I was doing a lot better when I was just playing earlier. <laughs> Um, last Monday, this past Monday was the, uh, I guess the first quarantine backloggery stream. Um, because, uh, Monday at 5 PM was when North Carolina officially went under, uh, stay at home orders. Um, you know, except for essentials. Um, and obviously streaming, Video games at your friend's house is, is not essential. So Drum and Lynn did not come over. But the previous Monday, uh, they had been here and we were playing um, 
we were playing the first Capcom uh, Dungeons and Dragons oh, brawler. Right. Uh, through uh, Final Burn Neo on RetroArch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was it was drums pick. You know, and that was the the way that we had to play. Was it the arcade game. version? It, well, it was the arcade version. Um, the Final Burn Neo is a is a arcade core. Uh, that you can use on RetroArch. And anyway, we tested... Um, so for the following week, we uh, you know, we were like, well, we got to do this remote now. So um, we, uh, we, we tested it out, and it, it was really difficult to set up at first. Because there were three of us, and it seemed to not work when Drum and Lynn were either playing on her computer or his computer, like two of them locally, and then me remotely. Mm-hmm. Didn't really seem to work. So then we tried it where they were both playing it on their own computers, and we were all online. And it still took a long time to get it working. I think it was possibly because uh, of weird controller setup stuff on Drum's end. Probably, but I, I really don't know. It was never a problem just trying to connect two people, but three people was a little more difficult. But anyway, um, the experience was fantastic. Really? Whoa. Yeah. Like, uh, it was shocking. Like, obviously, you know, it's kind of a brawler that feels heavier, right? So it's difficult to really get a true sense of the lag but it felt great it felt better than like you know the genesis mega drive collection you know that we played on xbox so now you're wondering how good the those collection like playing those games using retro arch would be maybe i mean we we briefly tried um we tried contra 3 just to experiment um mm-hmm. And the the button mapping was screwed up, and I didn't feel like fiddling with it. Um, so it was a little hard to tell, but it seemed good. Like, it was very surprising. Of course, we are, like, you know, geographically extremely close. Yeah. But so I mean, even, like, right helped. now, internet is, is slow for a lot of people, too. Mm-hmm. So it's something to take into consideration. Yeah, but being geographically very close probably helped, but it was, I mean, I won't say there was no lag. That's something that people will say in comments a lot like, oh, I use, you know, this, 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 or that. You know, I use this, you know, terrible scaler I bought on Amazon. You know, I I have this laggy TV. You know, I use this emulator, blah, 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 blah. There's no lag. Well, I'm not going to say that because it's not true. If you're not doing run ahead mode, there is technically some kind of lag. Yeah. It just, but, you're not affected by it. That's one thing. But I was not, it was nothing that impacted my experience. I, it was very, very solid. So, I mean, that's, it was a little hard to, and, and, and I'm not the one that had to do like the port forwarding, you know, on my router and stuff. I just had to connect. So I don't know what all went in to the setup on his end, because obviously he's a lot more experienced with RetroArch than I am. But yeah, it was it was a good experience. 
and I imagine we'll probably do some more, uh, you know, during this time that we we can't meet up in person. So yeah, that RetroArch, a surprisingly good option for online play. At least the way, at least in in our particular circumstance with that game, anyway. Machine gun. I mean, at this point, the like, like, like Platinum Games' definitive gameplay mechanic is is slow motion, like dodge. And, oh, sure. And, and I, I just, I love it. I mean. <laughs> That is a, a gameplay mechanic that I cannot get enough of. You you really should play Hellblade sometimes. Sir. Yeah, it's it, not very it, long, right? No, no. Like, I don't know. Probably six, seven hours or so. That sounds like a nice length. Yeah, sure. it was. It was not very long. It's very. It's very straightforward. There's not like really hardly anything in the way of like tutorials um it's 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 very very good um i enjoyed it a lot uh, but it does have a a cool uh, slow-mo feature it's not really triggered by like dodging or anything but like it's a charge up that you get although i think dodging may increase the rate that it charges like i think playing well might have an impact on on when your ability becomes available. Mm. Don't have it at first. Like at least I don't think you do. Wow, we got a donation. Uh, let me scroll back up. Yeah, five dollar donation from uh, from Chris. Thank, thank you. you again. Thank uh, you. Saying I feel like I'm the only one that changed the accent color on his Xbox. I have mine set to blue, so it's a, it's weird to see pop ups in green. <laughs> so you can, I didn't know that you could change the, uh, like the achievement color. Cause like, that's like such a, I feel like an iconic part of the Xbox branding. Yeah. Well, I, I was happy to make it. I think I made it like a darker green than it normally is. Cause that's just the color I generally use. Oh, it didn't look weird to me. I always use kind of like an olive green on windows 10. Yeah. Same here. Well, no, it's not, it's. It's an Xbox type of green, I think I use that. Mine's more of an olive. I would call it an olive green or a forest green. There was no remake of the rare Golden Eye on Xbox. Okay, there was a there was an HD version of Perfect Dark, but there there was the um, there was the remake of Golden Eye, which is like a complete remake, not not like just an HD version of the original or anything. It's you know it's a very Call of Duty style Golden Eye. I appreciate it for what it was. I, I really liked like kind of reimagining Goldeneye as if 
Daniel Craig movie. <laughs> like all yeah, of the yeah, actors yeah. were like kind of redone and like all of their personalities were like new to the actors. It was like just a very thorough retelling of the story, which I thought was also interesting because there were like scenarios in that that were really only in the game or were not like a big deal in the movie, but were like greatly expanded in the original game. So it was almost kind of like a reimagining that took into account the movie and the game and then did completely its own thing with it. I thought it was interesting. Uh, I, I played it on the, the hardest difficulty though, which mm-hmm. was the one that like plays like the original where there's no like, was that, was that a big mistake? Huh? Was that a big mistake? No, not until like the last level. Like the the control room or the cradle. Or they might have been kind of both the same thing. I can't remember. Like the very last level was extremely difficult. Uh, but you played through the whole game like that. I did. I did. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I played the Wii version. I did not long ago actually get the PS3 version, though, just because I think it's interesting that it has move support. I'd like yeah. to try that out sometime. I think the original GoldenEye has aged fairly well. Uh you know, I always use the default control scheme in that game. And obviously that's completely different from wh- what, what you know, we would use in a first-person shooter today. But I played so much of it back then. And, and for so long, it influenced how I wanted the controls in a first-person shooter to be. Like, when it gave me the option to put strafing on the C-stick in a GameCube game, for example, I did. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that was just what I was used to. Like, GoldenEye was what got me And that, that was what I still wanted for so long. I wanted it to be that. And I think that's why Time Splitters 2 didn't make a huge impact on me at first. Like, and then when I revisited it and played it on PS2 and, like, played it like a normal first-person shooter, I was where it just, like, clicked with me, where it was this beautiful blend of how the GoldenEye, GoldenEye and Perfect Dark used to play, but also kind of like a modern game. It was just like, mm, I wish more first-person <laughs> shooters, like, played like this, like... It is like the best controls in a first-person shooter. We've gotten like, two of those reactions that. tonight. <laughs> well, what was the other one? You were talking about how people are like that, like act like that about this. Oh, about about Vanquish, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I am very much like that about Time Splitters too. Now, I wasn't back then, but I was so into it. Like I had, I wanted to put strafing on the right stick. Uh, but I, I can't remember where I was going with that. But, oh, I, I guess what I was saying was the original GoldenEye, like I played so much of it that even though I don't play modern first-person shooters that way, I don't play modern first-person shooters that much lately, although, I mean, it's, it's a genre I don't dislike, but it, I mean, it's a genre I like, but don't don't play as much of as 
I would like, I guess. Um, but uh, I find it really easy to slip just right back into gold. Like, just play it like it was back then. Like, it's not... I'm sure I don't play it as well as I did when I was a kid because I was so used to it back then. But I find it easy to pick pick back up. It doesn't doesn't feel weird to me. Especially because like the the auto aim is so generous in that game. Like the real thing is like if you kind of want to like stop and line up your aim for a headshot, like that's kind of the uh, the thing. Oh, we got $2 from show saying, what's your favorite multiplayer mode? I assume you're talking about GoldenEye specifically? Um, I, I'm trying to think what me and my friends played the most of. Um, I think if it was just general, just free-for-all, deathmatch. I forget if Goldeneye had, like, the King of the Hill mode. If that was new to Perfect Dark. I can't remember. I I would say that me and my friends ended up putting more time into Perfect Dark multiplayer than Goldeneye. At first, we didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it was kind of funny because uh, one of... Uh, one of my friends who didn't live in the area anymore, he was visiting for, you know, a week or something. And uh, when uh, me and my other friend dropped him off at the train station, uh, like, we went back to my house. And, like, we'd been playing Perfect Dark and Smash Brothers and Mario Party and... Secret of Mana and a whole bunch of other games over the course of that week. Mm-hmm. And for so it was such a shame that like after our other friend left, like we just randomly started like playing Perfect Dark and then we started experimenting with some of the custom like scenarios that you could like build your own sort of scenario for it. Like choose the level, choose the weapons, you know, and you could save it as like a preset. And we started having so much fun with it. And we just like regretted that we didn't like figure out how awesome it was sooner. (laughs) (laughs) And we ended up playing a lot of it. And then the next time we got together with that friend, uh, we did play a top perfect dark. Uh, I would say we played. Yeah, we definitely, I would say played more perfect dark um, than golden eye, but we really liked, we liked King of the Hill. We liked, um, we always like we liked playing on teams against bots a lot more than playing against each other, and that that's like kind of been a, a theme for me. And I would say multiple. I I, I don't have a, a very strong competitive drive, so yeah. like I feel like the only game that I'm at all competitive in is Mario Kart. <laughs> like it's I'm not like you know the best Mario Kart player ever, but I'm I'm pretty good. I like to think, you know. No, I, I stand a solid chance of, of getting first with, with most of the people that I play Mario Kart with. Um, uh, but aside from that, like, I much prefer to play on teams against bots. Um, you know, I'm just not really that good at most other multiplayer games. 
Christmas. But the bots really made a big difference in Perfect Dark. The bots and team play and, you know, some of those different modes. Definitely liked, you know, Capture the Flag or, or what was it? Hold the Briefcase or whatever it was. Oh, I See, I barely played any of it. Yeah. I loved that. That one was fun. Well, I remember one of one of uh, I think it's still on my controller pack. One of our presets was called Fire Aga. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like all the explosive weapons. It was so stupid. And we also made like a bunch where there was just like we, we made some where, where like the 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 level timer was like thirty minutes or something stupidly long, and we had like level one bots that were like had the largest head and the fattest body, <laughs> and we were just like trying to like see over the course of thirty minutes like who could get like the highest score. <laughs> <laughs> We we had a really good time with it. Keep on wanting to hold down X to change the weapons, like in Halo. I did not make maps in Time Splitters 2 that much. I remember trying to make the castle from Mario 64. And like maybe something else. But I always felt that like they never pieces that they gave you to build it never it just never felt nearly as interesting as like the 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 crafted levels. <laughs> like even though I guess I could, I I crafted the level, but it it wasn't uh, like just the 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 parts were not that interesting. I guess. Yeah. I like that you just take a I I the thumbnail for this. I had to make the took a shot of him specifically smoking a cigarette because <laughs> I just think it's so funny that it's like a gameplay mechanic. What does it do? No, it doesn't really do anything. It just wow. Oh. You you can I mean, activate you know, I... it whenever, and he just like I like that he just like lights a cigarette and takes one dragon and throws it. Yeah, I mean a lot of people really love this guy, and like I expected. I expected him to be like more of like a solid snake kind of character. Yeah. But like, I, he didn't make as strong of an impression as like I thought he would. For saying like, I, they just loved how like over the top he was, but. Yeah. Like, like I say, like I liked this game a lot, but I, I felt like there was something that other people were seeing in it. And, and I felt like a battle. I liked it, but I just wasn't wasn't crazy about it. I mean, I I just remember that the story is so, so throwaway, and I just remember that the the our burns is ridiculous, but I don't remember yes. exactly why he's ridiculous. I mean, he looks ridiculous. Yeah. Where am I going here? I definitely thought he was the more fun character than Sam. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's like the bad guy, isn't he? Doesn't he become the bad guy? You do. You, you fight him in the end. I can't remember why. 
I don't remember if he was like the last boss or not, but you, you do fight him. Man, Metal Gear Rising, that that is... That is a game that I really want to replay as well. Yeah. I loved Metal Gear Rising. Like, that was... Maybe my favorite Platinum game? Like, it, it, that was the Platinum game where I felt the most in sync with the game. Yeah, I mean, have you taken it? It is a it's a game that I definitely need to replay. There's, I don't remember all that much about it except for the music, really. I, I remember the the story was so beautifully ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember like, the last boss. Y yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, like I I always say, like I don't really care what anyone does with Metal Gear not kojima but like platinum made it work yeah platinum made it work just because right. and not only that but i mean i wish that would like that'd be cool if it got a like a port to like new systems yeah well i know that it's uh there's a pc version right yeah and it's available uh as a backwards compatibility game on xbox one so i'm pretty sure it can do 60 frames per second pretty consistently on that. But oh, I don't it, think oh it is backwards compatible? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I feel like now I got to get it so I can... Yep. I, I got it. I, I, you know, I played the PS3 version originally, but... Right. I, uh... I, you know, I picked up the 360 version for, like, five bucks or less. Yeah. Like, looked brand new. Yeah. Well, when the stores reopen, that, or when uh, at least uh, like thrift shops reopen, that'll be when I look for then. Yeah, man. I, I hope the I hope the all the good retro game shops manage to do okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe they'll have some uh, some leniency on the rent. Uh, is the frame meister obsolete for us? Uh, not totally. Um, you know, we, it, it's the way that we have our setups now. It's maybe not as convenient to use OSSC for 480i stuff. So we don't always use it for 480i, but if we're like putting a lot of focus or attention on a 480i thing, uh, then we do capture through the frame meister for 480i. Yeah. I use for, I use the frame meister for 480i like most of the time at this point. I I, yeah. I mean, it's just I haven't That's played a lot of 480i thing. games in a while. Unless I'm making a comparison where I need to use the meister specifically to show the frame meister for mm -hmm. what it is, I'll do that. But for the most part, yeah, like I'm just using the OSSC. But I mean, the frame meister is still good, and if 480i is very important to you. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's the best de-interlacing you can really get. Yeah. If 480i is not important to you, 
you know, and you're comfortable taking a chance on, you know, TV or capture card compatibility with the OSSC, then I recommend that. Or the retro tank, you know, that's more your your speed if you need those uh, composites and S videos. Anti-armor pistol. Let's get that instead of shotgun. I don't remember a lot of these weapons. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just playing some PS2 games recently, and I I use the Framemeister for it. Like, I just I just prefer it for inter, like 480i games. Speaking of PS2, have you ever played any of the Way of the Samurai games? Uh, no, but I I am familiar with them. Yeah, I was. They have like branching paths and stuff, I guess. Yeah, I was, I, I, they, they were kind of, I mean, I'd heard the name, but never paid any attention to them. Mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of, my attention was kind of called to it this weekend. And, ah. Yeah, and I was like, hey, that might be interesting. I'm sure they're like dirt cheap. Uh, I don't know. Isn't I think there's like four or five of them or something. I, they go, I think they go all the way back to PS1. No, no. I, I think it's PS... I think the first two are PS2. And then the next two are PS3 and 360. I could have sworn there was one. Like... Mm, I don't think so. I think it, I think it was it's done by some of the devs that did at least some of the Tenchu games. I'm not sure if early Tenchu games or later ones or what. Huh. You know, speaking of, of, you know, retro shops and hoping they're doing okay, something that I forgot comes up as a topic in um, Analog Frontiers Part 2 that I sure wish I thought to get B-roll of before it would become difficult um, is uh, talk about uh, disc resurfacing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would kind of really like to, like, actually get, like, B-roll of, like, of that, using the machine. Right. And I'm wondering if that's not going to be possible right now. Well. Let's see what happens. I mean. Yeah. You I mean, might. I'll... Maybe there's some, uh, I don't know, maybe there's... Uh, some stock footage out there if you need it of it happening who knows i mean i know that one of the guys that uh that works at, at video game world uh you know is is uh is pretty handy with a camera yeah so i know he's he's familiar with video and stuff so you know well maybe 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 i can possibly ask if there's anyone uh henry clark in the chat is saying that They'll reach out to someone they know might be able to help. Okay. Well, uh, email us or DM us on Twitter or something if uh, 
if uh, if you find anything out. I mean, for now, I'll save it until later, you know? Right. But... Oh, cool. Okay, you're on Discord. All right. Let us know. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not something I thought about either. It'll be, I mean, do you feel like there's anything else that might be a problem? There might, oh, there might be a few things that, like, we had assumed, like, oh, it'll be really easy to borrow that when time comes, you know? Right. Like, some of it I hadn't even been thinking about until more recently. I was like, oh, I forgot we were talking about that and forgot we were talking about that. Oh, crud. <laughs> But, you know, just like, you know, in Analog Frontiers Part 1, I was, like, really hoping to be able to get footage of, like... I don't know. It just Cardi happened there. Huh? I have no idea what just happened there. Oh, uh, yeah. That was... You were right in front of a, a barrel, I guess. Yeah. I didn't see anything hit it, but... um, I, uh... Like, like in Analog Frontiers Part 1, I was hoping that I could get, like, footage of cardiology, like, like electronic equipment that would be used in cardiology. Right. Like, for Matt's part. Um, you know, like, we weren't able to get permission to shoot B-roll at his hospital. Um, and, like, you know, I... I was asking my old workplace, you know, which was a, which was a college and has like medical programs. Like I was, you know, asking around, see if like, Oh, if anything like that might exist on campus or anything. And, you know, I, I wasn't really getting much in the way of answers. So I was just like, well, I'm just going to record B roll from, Dr. Mario, Trauma Center, and Tetris 64. Right. I mean... <laughs> you know, I mean... I mean, that's all you can do. Just Yeah, you know, I mean, you... It's, you, it's a clever use of it, for sure. I mean, sure. And, and I mean people I, noted I that, saw, I think, in the like, comments. People in the chat, like, you know, the week after it released, saying, like, oh, that was brilliant, you know, using Trauma Center. And, you know, so some people probably actually preferred that over... You know, what I was in my head thought I should be trying to do, you know? So, I mean, you, you make it work. You work with what you got. I mean, that's what editing is. Right. Oh, we got a $2 from Jonathan Henson saying, Analog Frontiers Part 2 can't drop soon enough. Uh, I agree. Uh, it'll still be a bit, but uh, it, it I, I, I can tell you that I have a rough estimate of a runtime. It is shorter than the first part. It's probably the only one that's going to be shorter than the first part. Although part five, part five will probably possibly be shorter as well, but it's not much shorter. It's like 39 minutes. So I mean, that will fluctuate, but that's, that's a, 
that's a number that I don't expect to inflate or deflate by more than a minute or so. Um, For for the people who 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 want want some want some spoilers for part two, uh, you uh, it, it's about original hardware, so it's all about you know concerns with keeping it running, keeping the systems running, keeping the games in operational condition um you know uh and and mods you know anything to do with using and modifying original heart um you know <laughs> maybe some maybe some hard truths in there too you know <laughs> i i feel like you know uh you know i our, our, our Artemio is not one to, to sugarcoat the facts, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, he'll, he'll say, you know, you know, everything will eventually decay. Yeah. You know, maybe it's not going to be concerned within our lifetime, but like, you know, even to keep certain systems operational, you are going to have to repair them. You know, and he makes some some nice analogies about, you know, is it still the original if you, you know, have to replace this part or that part? And, you know, functionally, maybe so. <laughs> what? I don't want to hear it. Says, I don't want to hear it try. <laughs> And then, of course, part three is about beyond original hardware. I remember how to do this here. Preservation yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Ensuring that games are accessible and authentic in the absence of the original. Episode three is not all FPGA and flash. Episode three, like I, I've, I've kind of been, I, my gut feeling is that episode three is going to be the fan favorite. Yeah. And it's vast. It is vast. It's going to be more like an hour. I think. Uh, it's it's pretty crazy. Yes, emulation will will play a role as well. And I, I think the the beginning of the episode is going to spend a lot of time th talking about something people people might not really expect. Oh yeah, yeah. Aside aside of preservation that we are all very aware of. But you might not think about, yeah. and I think I think it's uh, 
think it's a cool thing. I, I, I kind of want to spoil what it is. Yeah. That's true. I didn't. I didn't not think about that aspect. Uh, and I do think that that probably will be the best one. But um, emulation plays a role. Um, you know, we we you know obviously we've talked to people like Frank Cifaldi, and we've talked to other people who you know can speak to emulation. Um, but I, I mean, I will be honest. Like, don't expect an interview with like an actual emulator author. We did try. But the it didn't, didn't work, work out. out. Um, and I feel like in general, like that community is maybe a little more private. A little more secretive, maybe. Yeah. I mean, of course, we aren't as like tuned in and, you know, we don't. We don't I mean, and, and we were thinking about trying to get somebody like after the fact. But like with everything that's obviously going on, like it's now really it's not... like it's not possible. Yeah, it's like definitely not possible now. Um, well, we, we were we were actually fairly close to making something work. Yeah, but it it it, it, it unfortunately didn't work out. For the APC gets blown up. And just like Sho says, emulation definitely takes the biggest role. Like and and that's that's something that I very much you know want to come across in the series. Like like I don't I don't want people to believe that like we hate emulation, that we, you know, poo-poo it or anything, because it is definitely on the whole playing the biggest role. But let's not take this attitude of it is better without at least acknowledging the importance of authenticity because it is that reference that makes your emulator good. You know, and if all you're concerned about, our team actually talks about this in part two, like the essence of the original needs to be preserved in some way. Even when you're talking about mod, like, you know, RGB mods, HDMI mods, this stuff is great, but let's not forget what the original sounded like or what it looked like. You know, in the case of, you know, uh, Genesis audio preservation, you know, Maybe most people don't like one uh, console sound or the other. But from Artemio's perspective, it's very important that we have a record and uh, uh, data that lets us know what what is that what is or was that original experience. What is the reference? You know, right. a lot of people just say, oh, emulation is better, but like, okay, but that doesn't discredit the importance of, of at least knowing what authenticity is because your emulator is, is going to not be able to be improved, carried forward and stuff. If you don't have that original accurate source. 
And obviously we need, you know, to do that before, you know, maybe, you know, 50, 100 years from now, we have no working references of the original. So it needs to be accurately recorded, decapped, verified, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's definitely true. It, it, everyone sort of has like their, you know, their preferred way to play, and they got to preach that, you know, that method, and they have to convince you that their method is better. And that was something that was very much front of mind with Analog Frontiers, very much like before we even started shooting the interview like when the original uh, concept was kind of gestating uh, I was I very much wanted it to be an opportunity to try to make peace with like the different factions in the retro scene uh, you know and to just sort of present this point of view that like all of our different ways of playing and reverse engineering and re-implementing matter. All of these ways matter. And now what you use for your personal is good for you. And it matters. You know, it, 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 it carries the torch forward in some regard, whether that is for reference of the original, whether that is for, you know, the enhanced reference of the original with a mod or something like that, or whether that is with an FPGA or a software emulation. You know, I, 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 I want it to be very clear that all of this is important and all of it matters. I mean, just like I was, you know, just raving earlier in the stream like that, uh, Network play on RetroArch last week on the Backloggery stream was was a great experience. And I'll admit that's better than the online play I've done in any, you know, official right. emulation. Although the, the Super Nintendo was pretty good, wasn't it, on the on the Switch? Although I, I yeah, did feel yeah, I, mean, little, I did feel a little, but like it was, it was a lot better than I thought it would be. Like it was definitely something. It was definitely very playable to me. I, I could, I could see it not being playable for a lot of people, but I, I had a good time with that. Oh, in chapter one, act one, geez. I don't remember how many chapters there are. Or act, act one. Am I cutting out from time to time? I mean, uh, every once in a while you do, but I, I mean, I mean that's I, been a problem people have been talking about lately in general. When yeah, I'm well, on I mean, I've had I mean, the problem with be that a... before. On, yeah. I mean, just like, I, I don't know if I cut out for you. Or not? I haven't heard it. I mean, it's possible it could be because I'm using speakers and no headphones. Wow. Jeez, I that. But yeah. 
King Kerry says, love what you guys do. Keep up the great work, brothers. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. My noise gate is probably too high. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if that's me... what it is. I think it just, it seems to happen just in general with Discord. Yeah, on let me check. Uh... I mean, I don't have any noise gate. Oh, I have, I do have automatically determined input sensitivity turned on. I wonder if I should turn that off. Test, test, test. You hear me? I, I hear you fine. I, I mean, it's every just like once in a while, and it's, you know, every like maybe thirty minutes or so, like for uh, the back. Well, it might be a sentence. network thing, but I'll be, I'll be curious if, if this uh, makes it go away. Yeah. I, so I just did that. Uh, I saw someone earlier saying, like, does, does it look like I've like I've balked up at all? Um, you know, I can say that it, I, I went to, I gave platelets on Friday. And uh, since this whole quarantine thing started, I've only gained five pounds. So I guess that's good. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I've lost a little weight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably eating a lot better, I think. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I but do I, have a hard time resisting the temptation to eat out. <laughs> <laughs> but I am uh, restarting for the first time in many, many years. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, you know, I decided I'm just going to... Because I have no idea how long this quarantine is going to last. So I'm going to... I'm restarting uh, P90X tomorrow. I haven't, I haven't done it in about four years, probably five years, maybe six years at this point. Uh, so if this quarantine goes for another three months, which, I mean, it very much well could. And that's, like, how long it takes to go through the whole thing. Or, like, at least one round of it. Uh, I just feel like it's a good thing for me to do, for sure. So we'll see how that goes. It's a good way for me to start my day. Um, but, yes. Uh, I went... I. <clears throat> I, it turns out that I have the, the universal uh, kind of platelets, so I feel like it's very important for me to give right now when I can. The problem is is that it's, it's a much more involved experience than, um, than just giving blood. It's like, it's like a two, two and a half hour ordeal, usually. Wow. Um, I would get ring fit if it was available anywhere. It actually does look like a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely get that if it, if I if anywhere had it. Still, so. drum got it recently. Uh, I mean, like I don't know, maybe a month or two ago. Yeah, I mean, but now it's there's certain things are really really expensive right now. Uh, I got like that's one of them. I guess switches are like selling for like five hundred dollars right now. What? That because they're sold out everywhere, and also. Uh, but you can't take the, it web, the webcams are like marked up by like seventy percent right now and sold out everywhere. Yeah. So this webcam's not going to be improving anytime soon. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'd thought about it. Yeah, d blood do donations are way down because of everything that's going on. People are afraid to go, and 
the blood center calls me all the time and i was like okay like this is a good time for me to do it but i scheduled scheduled it two weeks out so i could kind of see where things were because it was just starting everything was just starting to escalate when they first called me mm -hmm. um but yeah i have i have universal platelets so that's it's like how uncommon is that well, I, I think it's a lot less common than uh, having like the universal. What is it? Type O uh, blood? Is it O negative? Is that what type O is? Is it? Yeah. Is it, is it type O negative or type O positive? That's that's uh, it's like universal. Uh, I think Corey. Uh, I mean, are you talking about the the Twitch channel where Corey's going like edit on it during the day? Yeah, you, you, you were like really into it, I, so I think you're you're intending to continue that for sure. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just wanted to, uh, you know, I just think it'd be fun to play, like finish the actual games that I start during stream a lot of times too. I mean, I I want to get back to, I want to finish Doom. So I mean, there's there's definitely. That's so, that's cool, so cool looking. Uh, like I want I want to finish that, so I will I definitely will come back to that. So I mean I'm gonna be I plan on streaming, and not only that, but I just like that it's a lot more casual. Uh, I I haven't felt that it's is necessary for me just to talk all the time. Um, and maybe that was like a side effect of just doing the. Um, like the editing stream. Mm -hmm. But I, I mean, I, I mean, I'll, I'll do, I'll pay attention to things as much as I can. I, I feel like on Twitch, like since Twitch is like very much our secondary channel, it's less necessary to like actively entertain and engage here. We try to make it more of an event. Yeah. Um, you know, something I'm, I'm noticing in this is that, like, the, the shadow quality does not look like it was really improved. I think the Digital Foundry talks about that. Like, the shadow quality, specifically on the Xbox One X version, is, like, not as good. But it, really? but it well, runs at a higher the, resolution than, than the PS4 version. Well, because that, that's the funny thing. Um, that kind of makes me wonder if I should get the PS4 version instead. Although these games feel, especially Bayonetta, feels, like, right for the Xbox. Right, um, and that's that's where I played through it. I mean, I played through Bayonetta and got a thousand of a thousand gamer score on it. Although I I, I think on Bayonetta the, more is an Nintendo thing now, so I, I I feel like if I replay the first, I'm more inclined to do the do my Wii U version. Um, but uh, I I actually remember I would like to go back and look at the. Shadows on the PS3 version, which I assume are probably roughly equivalent to the 360 version. Um, because I, I remember specifically thinking I liked how Shadows looked in this game compared to a lot of other HD games. Um, because I, I, I really hate jaggy, low-resolution Shadows. Mm -hmm. And I never understood why developers didn't just try to soften them more often. Uh, and this game did. Like, you could tell that the shadows were not very high resolution, but they were very soft. So it was a lot more acceptable to me. 
Uh, and I mean, that's still a problem today. Just a lot of low resolution, just jaggy, blocky, wiggly shadows that just don't look good. That's one thing that I'm actually really happy to see in the new Animal Crossing. Like, uh, the shadow quality is really high for a Switch game. Uh, like, the game is not 60 frames per second, which I kind of expected it to be. <laughs> that surprised me it wasn't. But the, you know, the visual effects are very on point. So I, I think that that trade-off is worth it. Xbox One version of Vanquish is based on the 360 build, while the PS4 version is based on the PC build, which is based off the PS3 port. Huh. It's kind of wild. I'll have to go back and look at the Digital Foundry uh, analysis, because now I'm kind of wondering if, if I might prefer the PS4 version. Uh, have either of us played the new Panzer Dragoon on Switch? No, I haven't. And some of the things I've heard kind of like make me reluctant. Like it's on limited run right now, but it, is it like $40? Yeah, I mean, that's the price of a normal. I, I'll get it anyways, but I'm just, I'll wait until this Friday to see if there's anything. Because there's, there's several things on limited run that I want to get. So I'm just waiting till everything is, I can pre-order as many things as I as I can at one time just to save on shipping like, I, like the, dragoon the, shadow the shadow gate remake and uh gosh there's one more i can't remember what it is though uh well there's um streets of rage 4 you already did streets of rage. i already did that but i but see one... they promised that streets of rage 4 would not close pre-orders until a week after the game launched digitally yeah which is still unknown will you go to so the I... run page and see what it is because that's gonna drive me crazy because i have them all three of them in my in my cart right now it's panther dragoon shadow gate and one other one that I. Oh, Indigo Prophecy? Yeah, I, I kind of want to get that. Yeah, I kind of want to get that too. That's open for a bit, isn't it? Yeah. They close on May 1st. Yeah, I want to get that. I'm not sure if that's just like a, a PS2 classic. It is. But I, I don't own any version of it, so. Right. Yeah, I just that's why I feel like it's okay to get. Uh, the, shad I, the, the Shadowgate remake, um, I, I assume that's the version that Drum played a, a PC version of on the stream a couple of years ago. Um, it's, it's definitely a bit of a reimagining. I mean, it's, it's not like strictly the same rooms and same puzzles. And right. Well, do everything. Like, it. I, like when it comes to those kind of games, I will, I'll definitely, I'll take his opinion, I guess, over it. Over yeah. It I can't like, really remember what his opinion was, to be honest. I feel well, yeah, like he said he did a video of it and he said he, who did Duke. 
Oh, Duke, Duke, Duke. I was talking about drum. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I know. I just, I, I just said, uh, you know, if Duke says that he likes one of those games, then I will generally. Yeah, Duke is, <laughs> Duke is the guru on those. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll take his his opinion. Um. But I wonder if there'll be a physical. Um, like it's coming to at least PS4 later, isn't it? Panzer Dragon, or uh, yeah, Panzer Dragon. Yeah, I mean that's one. Like I'll get an Xbox version of it because now it feels like a. I I if, if if it gets a physical release on the on the Xbox, I will get that version. That's what I'll order. Makes to, but it feel, I feel like like, a, like that series is so, so should be on the on the uh, Xbox. Xbox. I agree. I agree. Uh, although, like I'm just nervous that we won't have any idea whether those versions will you know when they'll hit right or, well that's why i i, I will get the I'll do get we the know how version. long it's a switch exclusive no and like it was announced when it was first announced it was announced as switch exclusive like was it really yeah i mean i don't know i'm i'm my my gut kind of tells me i mean i get it for you you got. You should get all versions, but well, I mean, I just want. To, I'll get. I won't. Probably won't get the PS4. I just. It just feels like a. Like, I mean, I get for you that you wouldn't want to take the risk of not getting a version of it, right? Like at all. Like with Switch being the only possible thing. Like for me, I mean, I I love the game. I mean, it's my favorite Saturn game, but I. Considering it like doesn't look like it's the most amazing remake, I, I'm kind of inclined to um, kind of inclined to pass on the Switch version for now and just hope for another a better option down the road. Even though I'm sure, even if it is like on a more powerful system, it's still like still ultimately gonna feel like kind of a cheap remake. But should be better at least. What's that? I can get to that thing. Okay, apparently it was not announced as a Switch exclusive. There was oh, there was a Switch and every other platform version of the trailer. I thought so, but it was like I think it was during it was during Nintendo's E3 Direct, I think, that it was, like, announced. I think that's, that, that is true, I think. Right. Uh, I, I, I am a little annoyed with the way that it was released, though. I mean, I can understand the reason they did what they did, but it just seemed like they, it released unfinished. Hmm. Like, missing the, the new soundtrack and stuff like that. Uh, but well, at the same time, like, I can understand why they did it, because... They're not going to turn down the opportunity to have a release along with, like, being featured in a, in a direct like that. Yeah. You know, they would they sold a whole bunch just because of that alone. And apparently, although, it was very quietly announced a year before the E3 trailer. I guess most people just didn't know. I thought it was announced on a on last year's E3 direct. Well, yes, but apparently it was 
like known that like supposedly Panzer Dragoon remake will be a thing. Before that? That's what someone in the chat's saying. Oh. Apparently it was announced in December 2018. Jeez. Come on. I can't even... Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a lot going on in this game, which is what's cool about it. I kind of randomly watched this weekend was uh, all of the Jumanji movies. All three of them? Like even the new one? Yeah. You like rent them? I rent them on Amazon, yeah. Oh, wow. They were fun. I've not seen the, uh, the second or third one. They were fun. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, like, the, the core idea of it sounds stupid that it's, like, a video game now. Right. But, like, yeah. they, they played it very well. Yeah. And, I mean, it works because the, the characters are a lot of fun. Yeah, the third one was, it was good, but, like... They tried to do a few new things with the concept, but I think they couldn't escape the fact that they kind of had already done it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there was a lot of fun things about the third one too. Well, but the, the second one was, the, it was just, that was just a fun. The third one came out movie. so quickly after, because there was such a long time between the first and second one. I mean, the first, the first one came out when like right after, like around, like right around Jurassic Park time. Cause I know it was like, like, I think like it was the second movie that like or the second or third movie where the uh uh where CG was like a big thing. It was like the Abyss and Jurassic Park or it was like the Abyss, Terminator Two, Jurassic Park, and then Jumanji, I feel like. Like all yeah. like years apart. Um like I the I, I I mostly was like I was like, I wanna see the new ones. I was curious, but I decided to watch the original First, because like I don't think I'd ever seen the whole thing before. Oh yeah, like it was like it was like one of those like you know, you catch like the second half of it on TV things, you know? Yeah. Um, it was good. Like I, I'd always heard people say like it hadn't aged well, which I mean, especially from an effects point of view, I can kind I can understand. The monkeys look terrible. 
everything else is actually like not that bad for the time though hmm. i think but the monkeys are bad the monkeys are bad yeah but uh, you know there were a lot of other things though that were like the lion like i was like where like, like there were parts of it that I was like unsure like there was never a real lion but there were there were parts where I was like unsure if it was like oh is that a a puppet or or a CG like there were yeah. a few times where it was obvious and a few times where I was like I'm not sure I mean mo in most cases it's probably a puppet But yeah, overall the effects were were I think perfectly watchable for for the time. I mean, I think they were you know well implemented overall. Um you know, it's, it's, it was a it's a fun movie. Well, like I never really liked at first the idea of like, oh, they're like inside Jumanji now because like the appeal of it, I kind of think of it as, as similar to Terminator where it's like the conflict comes to regular life, right? Right. Where it's just like, why well, I always thought I've never seen the, was it Terminator Salvation where like the whole movie is in the future? Like yeah, to me, that's not it... what... But, I mean, that's what people wanted, I think, or at least they thought that they wanted. They thought they wanted. Well, because yeah. it's not, it takes place, like, at the beginning of the war. It's not, mm -hmm. like... But see, to me, like, to me, Terminator is about, you know, future threat comes to present day. And in the same way, like, Jumanji is, like, the threats of the jungle come to, you know, small-town America, right? But... Yeah. But it works. It, it it really works just because the cast is like is so fun and they're playing characters that are like so not what they look like at all. Right. Right. <laughs> like it's clear they had a whole lot of fun acting. Yeah. Well we got uh we got two reals from uh Robson Medeiros. Oh, thank I, you. I hope I didn't butcher that too badly. Thank you. Uh saying hi from Brazil. Uh, do you guys have a favorite console? Oh, that's always, it's always a tough one. Um, yeah. I, I'm pretty co like committed to the Genesis, I think, at this point. Oh, really? I, I've, I've gone back and forth a lot over the years, but I don't know. I, I feel pretty ready to settle on the Genesis. I, I feel like my personal favorite is the NES, but it's not like... But at the same time, the NES, I would not consider to be, like, my Desert Island console. Like, I feel like if you only had to have one, I think Super Nintendo is the way to go. Yeah. But since I don't have to make that dark choice, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I just... Something about NES, like... I, I have kind of a how to put it oh, uh, I feel like for NES I have a lower 
lower standards. I don't know if that that makes sense. Like, uh, like there, you can play a great NES game, or you know, there's a lot of other NES games. It's like, oh, like it's kind of janky, but it's interesting. <laughs> you know, and I feel like on a lot of other systems, like more a more modern system like my threshold for where like i'm like oh it's interesting it doesn't play great but i can kind of get into it mm -hmm. i feel like that i feel like with nes i'm much more tolerant of that so i feel like it's sometimes easier to discover like kind of crazy thing crazy unexpected things on nes for that reason Although I do find myself opening up to like some of the weird stuff on, you know, other systems like PS2 and things like that. You know, watching all the stuff that's going on in this game like this, what I, the part I'm playing right now, I mean, mm -hmm. this is pretty, it's like very visually interesting what's going on. And the fact that this ran as well as it did on, on oh, the last yeah. generation of systems is pretty impressive, honestly. Yeah, it is. I mean, Platinum, I mean, they know what they're doing. I, I feel like Platinum is kind of like the biggest like success story of a new developer. Yeah. And especially out of Japan in a long time. I mean, they to make games of the of the triple a tier that they do being a new company uh, with, you know, probably more limited resources. Like it's, it's very impressive what they've been able to pull off. I kill this guy in 15 seconds. <laughs> Smoke Monster says uh, Vanquish has a futuristic Dreamcast look to it. Yeah, I, I, can, know, I can I don't, see that. I I don't know why I agree with that, but I I I see I part of me sees where you're going with that. <laughs> I I never really thought of it like that, but it's it's. I I don't I don't know why that feels like a <laughs> a right statement. But it kind of does. Maybe it's just like the vibe of game that was kind of common on the Dreamcast. Oh, I always say that I like my Dreamcast games weird. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, there, there's a part of me who's like kind of very serious when I say that Illbleed might be my favorite Dreamcast game. <laughs> That game is weird. But there is a lot of Dreamcast games that you, you haven't played. But I mean, mm -hmm. would, you, would you consider... Uh, so Skies of Arcadia would not be a Dreamcast game to you? Well, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I guess that is my favorite Dreamcast game. But I have not played through that version because I played the GameCube version back in the day. Yeah. But I do, I do want to replay it on the Dreamcast for sure. But yeah, I mean, that is an amazing game. And 
is probably my favorite game that you can play on the Dreamcast. That's something I do want to do on the Twitch. Is like eventually just like, like play through an RPG on there and see how that goes. On what? Over on on the Twitch channel. Hmm. Let's play through an RPG. I I I I would be worried that I would just like completely lose the plot. Well, I mean, the whole point for me is like what I'm how I'm approaching is I'm just gonna play it like I would normally play it. And like I'll comment on things, but I'm not gonna sit there and commentate the entire thing. Right. I I, I would hope that, I mean, if, if people don't want to watch that, like it doesn't. I don't even care if people don't want to yeah. watch that. Then yeah. But because it's just Twitch, we don't really care about our the, Twitch channel. Right. Well, I mean, I just want to, I I want to create an environment over there where it's just like, hey, let's like just hang out and like, you know, it, it's something mm. to do. It's something to do, and uh, maybe you'll. We'll, we'll play through a game together, and I'm not gonna sit there and narrate the whole thing. Ben Brody but, donated two dollars and says, uh, "Rolling around at the speed of sound, got places to go, gotta follow my rainbow." <laughs> That's basically is that what I'm almost doing in a way. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Gotta follow your rainbow. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing here. Just surviving, maybe. Oh, uh, Rears the Blood has a question for you. Oh yeah. You say your game collection is the games you wanted to own. Why do you own? Uh, he says Barbie says Barbie dance beat. Oh, Britney by, dance beat. Why do I own? I that? assume Britney dance beat is, is what they meant to say. Uh, well, you know, a it was it's two ninety nine or dollar ninety nine at half price books, and you know, like. I, I, I signed that game out from when I worked when I worked at EB Games, and uh, it was maybe the first rhythm game I ever played. I don't know. I think it's it's a it's a it's a fun uh, relic of the time period. And then. <laughs> <laughs> and then GameSack sold it. Yeah, well, that was... I mean, who doesn't want that game? <laughs> um, I've not played the English patch version of Police Knots on Saturn, but I did play the PS1 patch. I mean, play, I tested out the PS1 patch. But I've not... It's a game I, I would like to play through Snatcher and Police Knots someday, but I've not... Yeah, done so. Ben Brody, uh, ben Brody wants to know with his two dollars, what is your favorite Benny Dance beat? So. Oh, what is what's the one song? Uh, I mean, uh, what is it? Is it? I don't. I don't even know if it's in that. If it's in the game, is is it? Uh, is it? Is it crazy? Is that like the one? I think that I don't know. I don't. I don't know. So when the music video had Melissa Joan Hart in it as well, and they were waitresses, I think. 
Um, someone a bit back was asking uh, what we thought of the Sonic movie, which I have not seen, but you you saw it. Yeah, yeah, I took the kids. Uh, it was it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, and it was fun. I mean, I I think that it, it deserved to do as well as it did. Uh, I, I'm really excited to see if what they end up doing with with the sequel. Uh, you know, to I I'm not like a big like I don't I don't follow like the Sonic lore or anything like that. So. Uh, I'm kind of I'm open to whatever they end up doing. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I think the tone of the trailer does, does not appeal to me at all. So I'll be, I, I'm definitely going to watch the movie. Sometime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now it's on digital. Like I would, I would, if it was on sale for like under fifteen dollars one day, I would definitely do it. I see Tony Galma is asking a. Uh, what do we think of uh, Dragon Quest, your story? I have and, still not watched it. I know there's a dumb twist at the end, and I'm fairly sure that I heard one way or another what it is. Um, but I have not seen it. It's uh, So I went into it not knowing anything. Like, apparently, because it, I don't know when it came out in Japan, but the, the twist at the end was... I guess that was a big thing, but I went into it and I was completely blindsided by the twist. And it was, it was terrible. <laughs> it was, it was a terrible, terrible twist. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't feel like it ruined the movie, but it would be nice if they offered a version, just like cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> they removed the twist because I feel like you could remove the twist and have the movie continue from that point on, and it would, it would be fine. No, not the Eggman twist. I'm talking about Dragon Quest: Your Story, the one on uh, it's on uh, Netflix. Um, I mean, what did you think of the visual style? Like, oh yeah, I no, it was great. It had it had so much personality. It felt like it felt very true to the games. Oh really? Because like. I mean, I'm sure like once I start watching it and get used to looking at it, it'll probably be fine. But I mean, it's like it looks like the eyes don't look right. See, it's, it's not so much that like I, I didn't think of it like visual style, just the way that I guess the action and stuff like it plays out because it has that almost uh, a kind of a more whimsical feel to it, mm -hmm. even though. The subject matter is pretty. I mean, especially in five, it, it can be pretty grim at times. Uh, yeah. But I mean, it, it it has parts where it feels like a lot lighter than it should, and like and. Does it go through like? Yeah, I mean, know, it, it all it the sums different everything up phases of his life. Yeah, I mean, it it does. I mean, the there's definitely some changes made, and. The the way that the changes are done and the way things are summed up, I guess, work in like like they're not uh, they make sense when it comes to the twist the way that they're they are portrayed. Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like Dragon Quest Five is a odd choice. I mean, I know it's like one of the most popular ones, but I feel like it's an odd choice. For uh, 
to, to base a movie off of because it's, you know, it's got like a big choice in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, that all plays into it. I mean, when you, when you watch it, it'll make sense. Like the twist makes sense in terms of like that, like why it's, why it progresses the way that it progresses. Uh, the, the twist doesn't, it's, it's just really dumb. It doesn't, uh, uh, it doesn't break the like the logic of the movie. If that makes sense, I mean it works in in like in continuity or the way everything plays out. But it's just a, it's just like a really dumb twist, and like not knowing that it was coming, <laughs> it was just like what? Like that is like like this is not well, what I was hoping was going to happen. I think I know what's coming, so I'll I'll be. We'll see how I feel about being prepared. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll be I'll be curious. Oh, is Dragon Quest V considered Yuji Horii's favorite? I thought it was just like the fan favorite in Japan. Yeah, I thought it was too. And I was always like, oh, I really want to play because it just sounds so interesting that, like, you know, it takes place over, like, decades. Right. And I just, I love that idea. Because, you know, we, we both talk about how we, we love the idea of, of, like, time skips. Yes. Because it always feels like a really heavy thing in the plot, you know? Yeah. It just, it feels like it has a lot of weight whenever that happens because it's like, oh, crap, like, The heroes weren't able to like, just like continue on and wrap everything up, you know. Yeah. We were that was like a video we wanted to do for a long time. Yeah, that was like an early idea for a video, but it's like such a hard concept to like condense into like. It, it's hard to like vocalize the essence of, of that, you know. Right. So, but. Like I, I love time skips, but yeah, ultimately Dragon Quest V for me, I mean, I played the DS version for reference, but it was, it was good. I would say upper half of Dragon Quest games, but it was not that close to the top for me in the end. We got uh, two dollars from Container Seven, just saying thanks for being there, guys. Yeah, we th thank you for being there. Well, yeah, we'll we'll continue to do so. If you continue to do so. Uh, yeah, Dragon Quest four, five, and six all have the Zenithia is the name of the, the the castle in the clouds, but I think it's a pretty tenuous connection. It's always like pretty out of nowhere, if I recall. I see that's one thing I kind I miss about the Dragon Quest series, and I don't I don't know how uh, how eleven plays into it. Eleven has a Firm connection to something, and I won't say what. Uh, but it does not. 
come about until you see the true ending after completing the uh, post game. I got, I got, but it's, it was, it was a pretty awesome thing to see. Yeah. I, I actually never loved the, the, the connections between games, to be honest, because I mean, the worlds are so vastly different. I mean, it, it works in one, two and three, but I felt like the four, five, and six connection was so tenuous. But it, it works in, in, in it works in one, two, and three. Though. But uh, there there is a connection. I won't say, but there is a connection. It was it was pretty awesome to see. I was actually streaming that because drum uh, drum finished the game before I did. Mm-hmm. He finished the post game before I did, at least. Uh, and he was just like, oh, "I want to see you stream that." And I said, "Okay." And. Uh, yeah, so that was it. Was uh, I, I? I don't. I won't spoil it though. But it was, it was pretty cool. Oh, wrong one. Am I shooting it? I don't know what I was doing here. <laughs> I always love the look of the little analog stick icon. What does it look like? Just like it just looks funny though. For the for the QTE aspect. Oh yeah. A little weird looking. Oh, hey, we got uh ten dollars from Craig Wan. Thank, Thank you. you. Saying watching old Japanese Tokusatsu shows while tuning into your stream. I just want to say the more I watch you guys, the more I am inspired to start my channel someday. Best <laughs> Sunday ever. Wow. So today is the best Sunday ever, or just... Well, in- because he's watching us at the same time he's watching old tokusatsu shirts. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so it's, I mean, it's funny, because my, my kids are always like, you know, this is like the best so-and-so ever. You know, we, we went out for... Uh, went the, the local florist was doing uh, curbside pickup for... And my wife ordered mulch. Cause she's like doing a garden in the back of the new house mm-hmm. and, uh, or like want to do like, yeah, wanted some fertilizer and mulch. So she was picking that up and it was really beautiful yesterday. So we put down all the windows and, and drove over there. And my son was like, this is the best car ride ever. <laughs> like of all the car rides we ever had, this is the best of one. All the car rides this is the best one. I've talked about it elsewhere, but I like I can't get over how funny it is. Uh, so my out of nowhere, my my son was talking about what he wants. Is like he said, "Can you? I want my new nickname." 
Okay, I want my new nickname to be Sweet Beef. <laughs> like out of nowhere, I don't, I don't even know like what made him think of this. He's like, like it must, it had to have come from like a cartoon. I don't, or, I have no idea. Or a but YouTube like, video or something. That's it's like it's just such a funny. It's <laughs> such a funny. Uh, it is funny. Beef Supreme. Beef Supreme. Sweet beef. That's. <laughs> Sounds tasty. <laughs> I I joke around. It's like it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna take on a different meaning once he's a little older. Xbox gamer tag. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's probably claimed, unfortunately. Maybe yeah. you can go claim it for him. It's, or, yeah, if somebody has, has probably already claimed it. After hearing it now, if it wasn't claimed, it will be claimed. I think he's like, yeah, and then once he starts playing online games, he's going to have like his online friends that he plays games with. They're, they're not going to call him Sweet Beef. They're just going to go, Yo, Beef! <laughs> Where are them cookies at? <laughs> Are you sweet beef senior? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. But I mean, since this whole thing started, it's like every night is like, can, it, can, it, can tonight be movie night? <laughs> they say. <laughs> Well, we got uh, we got two dollars from Chris again. Thank you. I mean, it sounds like a can of heavily processed beef. <laughs> I mean, I will agree, beef is not naturally sweet. That's true. I mean, if if beef, you know, had sugar in it, it might actually be kind of weird. Yeah. Like, I. I, I feel like maple bacon is like a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I could I could eat it, but like, it's a little weird to me. Or like brown sugar bacon. Yeah, I don't know if that really. I mean, I've got a sweet tooth, but I don't know if that really appeals to me. I've never had Korean beef. But I do understand Korean barbecue is a thing. Actually, I had a I had a I had like a Korean barbecue bowl from this this there's this how oh, what's it called? This place that uh, when I've stayed at my parents we've gotten takeout from there a few times. There's this like there's this, it's like a little, little chain place called, it's called Chopped, but it's spelled weird. It's <laughs> like, it's, it's very like, very much one of these like modern aesthetic 
you know, carry out restaurants, uh, you know, with, with the clean branding and everything. It's, it's, it's like, I think it's C H O P T. But it's like chopped, like chopped salad. Mm-hmm. They've got like a bunch of different, like really fancy salads and bowls and things like that. That happened uh, earlier when my signal dropped out for like a split second. I don't know why that happened. Your signal? Just on the edge. My it signal? Happened. No, no, oh, no. Oh, your, your capture. Yeah, well, it just it stops going on my TV, too. Well, probably because if there's a hiccup in one place, it's going to happen in both. Right, but I mean, it only happens with my Xbox One every once in a while. Like, not very Really? Often. Well, you know what's funny is that only ever happens with my PS4 every once in a while. My Xbox One has never done that. Really? Well, yeah. My PS4, though, like if if I don't put the PS4 on, or at least the PS4 Pro on um, the YUV four two zero mode mm-hmm. for four K, if I have it on like the the RGB four K. It'll it'll drop every now and then, but the Xbox One X does not do that for me. But when I say every now and then, it's like I don't know. I might see that like once a month or less. Yeah, I mean this hasn't happened in a while, but it happens happened twice tonight. Happened before. I didn't see it happen before. But anyway, yeah, that I, I had a Korean barbecue bowl from that chopped place, but like I, it is really, it was, it was really good. Um, it was actually surprisingly spicy. Um, but I would not say having Korean barbecue from a place that does not specialize in Korean barbecue specifically to really be trying it. It was good, but I would not take that to be an approximation of what Korean barbecue is. Right. Like such a last gen thing right here where it goes into like walking around slowly while it loads the next area. Maybe I need to, maybe I do need to run like a newer HDMI cable. I don't know. I mean, I'm using those, you know, the Monoprice premium certified ones for Yeah, same here. All the 4K stuff. Um See, it just happened again. Hmm. There's a um, you know, there's an option in the menu in the Xbox One menu that says enable YCC422. Right. I wonder if that would solve it. I have it checked, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe maybe maybe, maybe, maybe if I turn it off. Maybe. I'll fix it. I have it turned off because I've never, I've never had it. Let's see if it I says this to... may solve some problems displaying 4K on some TVs. 
Maybe that's because I think that I turned it on, and now that I think about it, it may have started happening when I turned it on. I used to not have it on. Well, you would think though that that would be using less bandwidth. Yeah. So it well, should be less of a problem. But see, I have the opposite problem on the PS4 Pro. If I if I don't have the, they call it, theirs is is four two zero instead of four two two, and they call it YUV instead of YCC. But it's, you know, it's, you know, a very similar option. Um, but I I if I don't have that chosen, then I'll get. I'll get drops on PS4 Pro. I'm going to give it a shot, see if, it, <laughs> if that solves the problem. Jonathan G says this guy would be a pretty sick hockey goalie. <laughs> <laughs> that, that reminds me of this. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't have TV, so I don't see TV commercials very often. But I, I remember seeing this TV commercial when I was in a restaurant a couple of times, like a, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. I don't. I have no idea what it was even for, but it, it's is a soccer game, and this guy like, you know, makes a goal, and then he like goes into his like over the top celebration, and he like, he like goes into this slide, and everything looks normal, but then like he's like just like on his knees sliding, and he just like keeps sliding around the field. <laughs> and, like never loses momentum. <laughs> and it was like the most hilarious thing to me. I think mostly because it reminded me of uh GoldenEye and Perfect Dark multiplayer, where if you were looking at other players when they were crouched, right. you know, they're like they're crouched. They're, they don't animate and they just slide. Yeah, they're like like they've got like one foot forward and then their the other leg's like shin is on the ground. Right. And you you know they just like turn like and just slide. They don't their legs don't move at all. <laughs> when 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 you're moving when they're moving and crouching, it looks amazing. Oh, was that a Geico commercial? Yeah. I never knew you could upgrade the weapons like you can. As long as you you refill their ammo or pick up another one before they've before you've used up when you when you're full on ammo, you pick up another one. <laughs> that thing lasted about two seconds. Eating beef supreme, sliding like it's nothing. <laughs> oh, I knew I was gonna mail him, and I realized that I had nothing. Oh yeah, so is it stuff about uh, the Cooking Mama? Like, is that is it all confirmed? I heard that it's not in the retail version, apparently. 
Wait, what? What about? I I don't know much about Cooking Mama at all. Is this? Is it? Is it? Is this something of note? Uh, yeah. What happened? Uh, so a new one just came out, right? And okay. There, like, there's a lot of controversy because, like, the game is like using your system to like mine cryptocurrency. Really? Yeah. And like nobody That's really kind of knows fun. like who released it. like the original people who made the series like did not make this game. Really? So it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. But like is it is, is it is it a physical release? There is a physical release of it, yeah. And apparently the company that developed it like like the address is like some like a random house in Connecticut. Really? Yeah, I'm sure there's a like, lot more that, to it. How did that get that far but like after this information got out it uh like it got pulled from the store i mean i'm sure there's a lot more to it that i am like either i'm getting wrong i'm sure that there's people that can elaborate more on it in the chat but that's so just like it, that's is, basically is what i switch game or or what it's a switch game and a P- ps4 game okay who published the physical copy I don't know. That is so now, super so crazy. So now, so Carmen saying the cryptocurrency stuff was debunked. I mean, I it, huh. it was maybe it was something that they were gonna do and ended up not doing it. Well, this just sounds like a pretty wild story, but I'll have to read up about it sometime. Yeah, it's just like of, of all uh, of all game series, like it's like that one. Well, probably because it doesn't require that much processing power. Yeah, it could be it. Well, like, would they... I mean, like, how... Like, I feel like there's no way that could be very effective at at mine cryptocurrency, if that actually was true, you know? Yeah, I mean, it would make more sense if it was, like, a game that's going to sell, like, millions of copies. Yeah, if it was, like, you know, Call of Duty or something where, like, people are actively going to be playing it, like, all the time. You know? Yeah. But I'm I'm sure there's more to it, and I I'm I'm sure that I'm getting stuff wrong. It's just that what I saw at a couple of glances on Twitter earlier today. Hmm. Um, the PS4 having, or PS5 having reliability issues. I mean, that's, who even knows? But I've heard that the person who reported it is, like, a notorious, like, notorious for, like, really being anti-Sony. Hmm. You know, my, my phone brings up all the time, uh, articles, like, about, like, super vague like ps5 and xbox one rumors 
and they always like feel like they're coming from like a side that has like either a pro Sony or pro Microsoft slant. Uh huh. And they just like they read really unprofessionally. So none of it sounds very reliable at all. Yeah. There, uh, to be honest, like there is like nothing less interesting to me than console wars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these days. Like it honestly, it honestly really surprises me that it's still a thing. Yeah. I mean, I honestly like. like... I mean, I, I guess I have an interest in terms of like you know I. I am interested in 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 what Sony and Microsoft's approaches are going to be because I'm. You know, I feel like one thing, what you know, certain decisions might uh, make them better or or worse prepared for the upcoming console generation. Uh, but like, I don't care who wins. I, I, the one thing I will say is that I I hope Microsoft is able to be in a, a position to be more competitive this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't care which, whether Sony or Microsoft has better sales or which one is the better system, apart from the fact that, it, uh, that, that may, you know, influence what multi-platform versions I buy. Right. But uh, I, I, I don't care who wins, but I, I would like to see a more even feel this time. It would be nice because Microsoft just bungled the Xbox One initial messaging so badly. You know, all Sony yeah. had to do was make that that cute, you know, here's how you, tr- you let a friend borrow a game on your PS4 video. And it yeah. was over. It was over. It, like, it didn't matter that Microsoft backtracked all that because... So many longtime Xbox people had already decided they were going to go PS4. And of course, it didn't help that the Xbox One was less powerful and more expensive because of an accessory no one wanted. Right. So, I mean, it was totally screwed up. Uh, and I, I, it's very obvious Microsoft learned their lesson. Um. I'm kind of hoping that the launches won't be like super simultaneous. Like, I mean, it's really hard to say at this point, you know, like if they'll even be able to, you know, make launch. Well, I think I, I feel like the Xbox is definitely going to launch on time. I guess the big question is like, is anybody going <laughs> to have jobs or money be to be able, able to, to buy it? it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for real. I mean, in, in that I mean, case, like, I mean, why not delay is, it? When a, cons- when a console first launches, it's there's only going to be so much supply, so it's probably fine because there's certain people who are going to be able to going to get it day one no matter what. Um, yeah, but still. So I don't I mean, think it's going to I, I You know, but I, I would like I to could see, see them Microsoft holding off, though, launch. because of that. I would like to see Microsoft launch before Sony, like, by you know, more than a couple of days just because I, I I would like to see that playing field evened out a bit. It would just, it would be more interesting. Yeah. But I don't think Microsoft, Microsoft is preparing themselves for, I think, a, a, 
an ecosystem where whether they sell the most consoles or not is not going to matter because they they they're you know selling xbox as a brand not so much as a console right uh i don't understand how that works i mean i know the you know the how they're releasing all the games on pc and stuff i i don't i couldn't even begin to pretend to understand like how the numbers for that add up from a business perspective but you know, if it works for them, it works for them, and that's great. See, Tony, Tony Galvin saying, you know, he loves Game Pass, and I think that, I mean, it's not for me, but, like, that is, like, an incredible value. Yes. I won't deny it's an incredible value. Yeah. It's just that I, if if I can't put a game on a shelf, my motivation to play it, is much lower. I know that's very. I mean, it's, it's not even so much like I, for me. It's not even like putting it on the shelf. It's just like I need to. When I when I spend money, no matter how much or how little right. I spend on it, like spending like any amount of money on it to add it to my account, like means that I like I will commit to it when I do play it. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, physical only or anything. Because I will buy digital games on, you know, special occasions when it's the right game. Um, but, uh... But, I mean, I, I definitely see the value in there. It's just that I feel like I've, even at a dollar for three months, I would not, never play any of the games. <laughs> I'd play one of the games that I already have. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was the same thing with PlayStation Plus. Like, yeah, the I think the only game that I ever that, that I could play with PS Plus for free that I ever put any like meaningful time into was uh, Hardcore Uprising. Right. And then the most annoying thing with that is like you want to buy it. You yeah. wanna, like you want to you want to own it, <coughs> and uh, you, we had to wait until your PlayStation Plus subscription ran out to be able to buy it. Yep. And uh... we got a two dollar donation from Jonathan G saying, "Does my life get... do we have an expense account?" Uh, sorta, kind of, sorta. Oh, we've we've got a company card. Yeah. It's kind of a pain in the butt because it seems like it it's usually declined it. at Best Buy. The client, it seems like it's declined almost anywhere. It's, I mean, just then they they have to verify it. It's just like anti fraud. Right, it's but it's just like, oh, why are you buying using a business card from this place that sells fun things? <laughs> um. I mean, Best Buy is the one that I have the most trouble with. I feel like that's it's a lot why, better. That's like why it's if, better. if, huh? I feel like it's gotten better. Like for me, maybe. Like what I what I'll do is, I'll I'll use PayPal checkout at Best Buy. Like you can't do it in store, but if you do like for in store pickup or shipping or whatever, um. You can use PayPal checkout and 
I've never gotten an alert when it was using PayPal as a proxy. Right. I don't know why that's funny. The uh, the help the help for review message. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me. You see it? Oh. <laughs> I don't know why that is so funny to me. Don't show it. But it's just it's it's funny. I mean, you know, it's it's a common. Hey, sorry, thing. Keegan vlogs. Smoke, smoke monster sees it. Were you on? I, I I didn't see it, but I saw you and Smoke Monster talking in our our chat. Did you do a stream with them? Last yeah, last night? night I did. And you should do one. You should do one real soon with them too. Yeah. What what what'd y'all do? Uh, he played uh, PC Engine on the Mister. Nice. Yeah. You know, we hung out for about two and a half hours last night. That's fine. How is uh, how is PC Engine on the Mister uh, currently? Uh, it's it's decent, but uh, there's a lot of work being done on it right now, mm -hmm. and there's some big ex expectations of things that are going to hit, like hopefully in the next uh, year or two. I saw um, I I saw in the PC Engine Mini Mini that um, <laughs> that's what I called the file, by the way. It's like PC Engine Mini Mini. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's what it is. Yeah. Um, I saw that that the Mister version of you were playing R type on the Mister, and there was like flickering lines at the top and bottom. Is that normal? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I saw that too when I was doing it, but I just I didn't go back and compare it. I mean, I mean, maybe you should have recorded on the uh, Super SD System Three. Well, I wanted to show something that was not, I mean, that was. Not, not the original. Right. Yeah. Like to show how it was done on. Another... Yeah. Cause I, cause we were talking about interpolation. I wanted to show I get interpolation you. actually being done. I get you. I get you. Well, apparently the whole Mr. Uh, PC engine video system is getting replaced. Soon. Right. Um, you know, I guess we haven't even talked about like, oh, hey, we, we released a video this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This... When was that? I, I'm like already. Was it Thursday or Friday or? I feel like it was Thursday, maybe. I don't. I don't even remember either. Yeah, it's like it feels like longer ago than it was. Oh, uh, just saw on the pop-up, it didn't appear in the chat, but uh, Joe Gray, I pledged $2 on Patreon. Thank oh, you. You're welcome. 
Much appreciated. I, I got it. I got it set up recently in in the. Uh, in... Hang on, I see my my audio keeps on maxing out sometimes on here. Uh, I got it set up so that I can, you know, how you can go live on Patreon or not Patreon on uh, on Discord. I got it set up that I can go live in the in the, the Discord server. Like on oh the yeah, 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 yeah. Thing. I should just like, I should just like play some Animal Crossing or something in there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fun, and like other other people on there can come in and hang out and chat, like voice chat with you. Oh, really? I was just like, I had an idea. Like, it might be fun to, uh, like, I mean, with my setup, I was, I got it set up so I can I can stream basically uh, anything from this setup here into there without having the the. Uh, like any kind of interface issues, it just sends the the stream. It's like, wouldn't it be cool to like watch? We could like, I could like do a, like a movie or something if we wanted to. Do a movie. Yeah, I mean, I could run. Oh, like just a, watch a movie in Discord. Yeah, why not? You like? Well, I mean, I I bet that's against the rules. Why? If if it's in a private channel, on a, mm, uh, I mean, it's I, nobody. Like, I bet legally that counts as like a a public like did you hear the whole thing about like how like some school did a did a fundraiser yeah well that's like like a disney thing right yeah but yeah but i'm pretty sure there, the there exists there exists a chrome extension that allows you to watch netflix in conjunction with other people yeah, but they probably both have to be on net. They both have to subscribe to Netflix, probably. Right. Uh, I, 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 I would look into it before doing that because I would be shocked if that was if Discord technically allowed that. Uh, I feel like I. Oh, so yeah, just one person needs it. I just thought it'd be it'd be fun to do that. I'll be oh, sure it'd be fun. I mean, it's it's like in a a private server in a a room that you need to be like a member of. Like it's it's not even in a, a like one of the like the. Like, it's like a, I don't know. I, I mean, I can't imagine it causing a problem. Mm, I can. I can't imagine it not causing a problem. I mean, if you're streaming it to, like, probably, like, five to ten people, I mean, I can't mm. I I would I I would do some looking into it. Okay. I, I mean, don't I, get me wrong. I I would love nothing more than for it to be totally a okay. I'm just skeptical if it is. Well, especially right now, I think it'd probably be fine. Yeah, right now you probably could get away.
But other than that, like, I mean, I can just do... I could do games and or whatever into it. I, I mm -hmm. gotta, I gotta set up to work. <laughs> it's a violation if you have friends over to your house and they watch it. it I mean it's not it's not enforceable but I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually what the law is I mean copyright law is, gets pretty stupid yeah it gets pretty stupid Kind of intense right here. These guys are just getting all shot up, and it doesn't phase them. Look at, at those missiles just like raining down from the sky. Kind of guy, whoa. <laughs> you know, I never, I, I always meant to go back to the uh, wonderful 101 uh, Kickstarter, oh. but I never, I never did. I, is it over yet? Oh yeah, it's it's been over, but I I didn't I didn't back either. But it's getting a retail release anyways. Oh okay. I mean you can you can pre-order it on Best Buy's site right now. Oh. Okay. Any version other than the the Switch version? Yeah, there's a PS4 version. Uh. I'm curious to see how it'll. Gee, I'm gonna die again. I'm gonna die because I can't get get in there. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's very touchscreen centric, mm -hmm. so I'm wondering how it'll it'll translate over. I mean, they'll probably have to do some good bit of redesigning, right? Which is is okay because I like I hate I did not like this uh, the dual screen stuff, but otherwise you liked it. Yeah, I mean it's. The ending is is so good, you know, in, in typical Kamiya fashion, like the build up and the climax is like the most epic thing ever. <laughs> Switch, PS4 and PC. I mean, I guess in some ways it would feel wrong to not get the Nintendo version. Yeah, I mean, that's the version I pre-ordered, is the Switch version. Is it a 60 frames game on Wii U? Yeah, I mean, there's... It's, like, pretty zoomed out most of the time. Mm hmm I think it is, at least. I mean, I haven't played it in... Was that, like, the second or the third video on the channel or something? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I haven't played it since then. 
Uh, oh, jeez. You know, I, 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 you, you talked me into getting that when you were here in, uh, in May. Oh, did you buy it? Yeah. It oh, was I like thought... five bucks. It was like a really cheap game at that one store we went to. Okay, so it's 60 and it has lots of drops and load times. I mean, it's like I haven't played it, gosh, I mean, like seven years now or something, so. Oh, Yuzo Koshiro is working on the remix soundtrack. Oh, cool. That's cool. The soundtrack is uh, one of the best parts about it. What time is it? Uh, it's eleven forty-one. All right, I'm gonna probably finish this mission and probably call it a night. But yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly when I'll be streaming on Twitch this week, but uh, I'm definitely gonna be doing a lot more. So, come on. We'll see. Maybe we'll just, uh, you know, just uh, finish um, Doom on there. I think Yuzo Koshiro is only doing some music in Streets of Rage 4. I think it's multiple composers. Someone has a McDonald's avatar. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's that's my friend Justin. Uh, Justin is uh, is is Matt Macheski's brother. Oh, okay. Uh, Justin and I have played through every Halo game since the first one together. Um, but he he got that that avatar for like like during the Monopoly. Uh, oh. McDonald's thing. And he's like That's kept funny. it like ever since. That's funny. <laughs> I don't remember this whole part at all. That I'm doing right here. I'm pretty sure there's there's five acts in this, maybe maybe four. I can look it up. I mean, looking at it now, if there's if there's five, it almost feels like like this. It's almost the game run out, wear out as welcome by that point. Oh yeah, I forgot Yoko Shimomura is also doing something on. Uh... Streets of Rage 4. I was kind of announcing that video that uh, Archipel did. Yes, yeah. I mean, their their style is very distinct. You can... Oh, yeah. Like, even before they... I knew it was them, I knew it was them. It's just like, no one else shoots vi video game video in Japan that looks anywhere near that good. Like, <laughs> I, I am very jealous of their talent. 
They, can, they just make things look really good. And, you know, like, their stuff, it differs a lot from ours. And, and the fact that, you know, their stuff has never has any narration in it. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they do a very different, very different style. And I think go for more of a... Like fly on the wall type thing. Yeah. And, and I think the sorts of subjects that they get into are a little more... I don't know if the word I'm looking for is uh, cerebral or something. We're yeah. much more informational, you know? Okay. We we tell a story, too, but um, you know, I, I feel like they get into, like, some deeper stuff. <laughs> and it just always looks like they just know what they're doing when they shoot, you know? I mean, I think, I mean... I think we have pretty good looking stuff too, but I, I feel like their stuff is is gorgeous. Uh, yeah, there are five acts, but of course, I I don't know if they're all equal length. <laughs> Probably not. Just his voice, actor. That doesn't sound anything like you'd expect to come out of his out of his face. to the end like I was gonna finish just that level but I, maybe I'm close to the end of the act I kind of feel like this might be like a, around where I stopped playing like the first night I played this game this this area looks familiar oh you're on act oh I, okay you are on act two yeah okay I wasn't paying that close attention when you said it You know, God Hand is a game that I, I, I've never played it, but it's a game a lot of people are very passionate about. And it got bad reviews when it came out, so I kind of ignored it. But by the time people were passionate about it, it was already starting to get kind of expensive. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't even know what it's worth now. Wouldn't be surprised if it's over $100 because it was pretty expensive a few years ago. Yeah, but it, it got a PS Classic release on PS3 at least, or PS2 Classic release. But I don't uh, know if that changed oh yeah, the right. value at all. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a game that would be good like to see, you know, a limited run of. Just yeah. to have a, a cheaper way to own a physical copy, even if it is just an emulation, but yeah. Well, apparently the PS2 Classic release is kind of crap. Yeah. I mean, I have not played a lot of the PS2 Classic stuff, but I'm not overly impressed. I mean, you know, 
I, I kind of showed it in the. Uh, I don't have any PS2 classics on the uh, on the PS4. Really? Yeah, I haven't bought a single one. Um, I mean they aren't great. I I consider the PS3 version of Jack and Daxter to look better. Yeah. Yeah. It just looks cleaner. I am tempted, though, to see if I can play through Resident Evil 3 this week, though. Oh, sure. I mean, especially if it's as short as you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure people in the, in the chat can confirm. I've heard that it's like around four or five hours long. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Not that the, is the, the first one was, or the original was that long either. At least I don't I mean, remember. Well, you know, I mean, the difference here is there's only one campaign. Right. But my, my copy should get here Tuesday. <laughs> Look so. at this position I'm in. Look at him. Oh, his leg. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely be playing it this week. Yeah. I wonder if Final Fantasy VII will arrive on release date. Well, this... I mean, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens with it. I feel like it's going to arrive on release date. It's what? I feel like, at least for me, it will arrive on release date. How did you order it? I mean, I ordered it through Best Buy. For pickup or shipping? Shipping. Yeah. So I, originally, I had it for pickup. Oh, I mean, you can another, do the in-store, uh, like the curbside another, pickup. Another uh, $2 pledge to Patreon from David oh. Clark. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I originally had it, you know, pre-ordered a long time ago on Best Buy for pickup, but then I switched. I switched uh, Animal Crossing and my Final Fantasy VII orders to shipping just in case but i guess best buy is still open even though it's a sure seems like a non-essential business but i guess because they sold refrigerators or well, whatever i think that like essential business like they can't be open like for people to walk in right i know you have to do but still like i think certain businesses like just aren't allowed to be open at all I, I mean, I, I've seen all these things like, like, un, like non-essential businesses. Like, I think they just can't. Well, like, can't like, uh, well, limited run. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, that's just like they, people they, have. I, I got an email from them saying, you know, that they're not know, shipping things out. Be... You can still buy things from them, though. Oh, sure, you can, but like, no one is allowed to go to their office, even right. the shipping team. 
So, like, they can't ship right now. Right. So, I mean... After, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I think, like, my local game shops are not open and stuff like that. I'm sure there's a lot of places that are... I mean, I, I think a line is fuzzy in a lot of places, but I, I think certain businesses are not supposed to be open at all. But I guess Best Buy gets a pass, so I guess it could have been fine to do, like, curbside pickup at Best Buy. Yeah. But... But Animal Crossing, of course, that was two weeks ago. You know, I'm, I'm sure uh, shipping situations have probably gotten even more complicated. But uh, Animal Crossing did arrive on time. And the only reason I didn't have Resident Evil 3 pre-ordered was because uh, it wasn't even announced when my Best Buy Gamers Club expired. So I couldn't pre-order it. I thought I heard something about... Uh, like, Best Gamers Club Unlocked is supposed to give you some sort of final coupon or something to use. But they didn't even tell me that it was, like, expiring. They didn't even email me about it. Hmm. Not that it matters. Have stuff pre-ordered. Yeah, I guess because Best Buy sells communication devices, computer accessories. Right. Yeah. Especially now, I mean, with all like the like people, so many people working from home. So it makes sense. Yeah. So I guess that would have been fine, but hopefully it gets here on Friday. I would like to start it Friday night. Do you think that you're going to play Resident Evil? You'll probably be able to finish it before. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if it gets here Tuesday, I imagine I'll finish it in one to two nights if it's as short as people say. Yeah. Um, like that would be a fun one to stream too, probably. I just finished the second round of of uh, Resident Evil Two the other other night. Yeah. Um, but you know, if RE Three really is so short, like it kind of makes me think back to what I kept saying. Like I I thought RE Three wasn't going to get a remake at all because I was afraid it wasn't popular enough. I was saying, you know, they should just, like, include a Jill campaign in Resident Evil 2. Uh. You know, like, have a third campaign that's just a remake of Resident Evil 3. Because there is some overlap in the environments you visit, yeah. you know? So, I mean, I never felt like Resident Evil 3 was, like, a true third one, third game. It, shouldn't have, it should not have been the third game. Um, I mean, I... I think, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it being a numbered entry, but 
Code Veronica also should have been a numbered game. I, well, Code Veronica should have been three. I feel like Code Veronica but offers did, more release, to like the... Didn't it release after three, though? Yeah, but it, I mean, not that... It was not, in development first, though, I think. I mean, I thought well, I mean, that 3 Code wasn't Veronica actually supposed to be been 3 four. until, like, they... I mean, I, I, I don't think there's any reason that 3 shouldn't be 3. See, but... 3 was supposed to be... A, I mean, 3 just feels like, you know, it's a, it's a side story. It doesn't, it doesn't I mean, feel of, like it... I mean, it's still, a pretty, it's still a pretty beefy game. I mean, it's just that it only has the one campaign. Well, yeah. I mean, it... It's the first one that doesn't have, like... You know, a second. I mean, you can play as Carlos, but like, there's no like other character to choose from the beginning. Yeah, it, it just it always felt like a. But I think it. I do feel like it's a pretty complete game. Right. I, I'm not. I'm not arguing that it's that it's not a not a complete game because I mean it definitely definitely was, but it just didn't feel like it should have been the sequel to Resident Evil Two. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully Code Veronica gets... I feel like Code Veronica could benefit a lot from, like, a, a total remake, because... Yeah, I mean, hopefully... It, it has a lot of stuff in it that... Like, I mean, as cheesy and goofy as the series is, like, I feel like its presentation didn't always hit the right tone. And I feel like revisiting that story, they could you know, kind of do a lot with that. Yeah. I mean, I mean the environment from this... see if they, if they like continue down the remake route, like if they'll even go so far as to like completely redo four from the ground up. Uh, I see. I feel like they're not, they wouldn't, I could see them doing code Veronica mm -hmm. in the same way as, as two and three have been done. But I don't yeah. think that they'll redo four. Yeah, I mean four is, you know, a pretty concrete thing. It would be really weird. I mean, but interesting. Just like I can't, I can't imagine them redoing one again. Well, they already they, they did re, they did redo one. Like right. Well, I mean, that's what I meant. Ago. Like they, I don't see them redoing it again. Right. Well, it doesn't need to be. It, I mean, it's perfect. Right. But I would be happy to see a Code Veronica remake. Yeah. I wonder if 8 is going to be next, though. Oh, I decided to finish Act 2. Good. Yeah, Code Veronica would be great to... I, I think that they will redo Code Veronica. I think they'll do it with the same engine. And the same style. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I mean, Kovraka, like I say, it, it kind of needs a remake, I think. It's... Like, that's, that's basically the last one that's, like, needed to, like, bring it more in line with everything that they've mm -hmm. established now. Phew. 
remake RE6 and RE0 style. <laughs> that would be quite quite a task. I remember I remember almost nothing about Resident Evil 6. I remember a lot. I mean, I I played through the whole thing twice. I mean, it was it was I remember it being fun. I mean, like yeah. the game, the gameplay, you know, it's, it's all action, but it's it was fun. The the gameplay is good. It's just that the game does not explain itself very well. Um it, you know, it doesn't exactly feel like a Resident Evil game, but it is it is fun to play if if you know how to play it. Um, but thematically, it's it's kind of a mess. Like I, I get the sense that I. I there are things about the story in six that I like, except it was very uncertain what it, what, if anything, it meant for the future of the series and seven only reinforces that. Right. Um, but, uh, it, uh, it just kind of felt like it was like, Oh boy, you know, you know, kind of the guy who'd been loosely the series main villain is dead now. So let's just throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what sticks, you know? Yeah. Let's put his son in there. <laughs> yeah. Which I wonder if we'll ever hear from that character ever again. I know, right? Because there was like an extra ending where they like I mean, it was made cool it look seeing, like that's what their plan was. It had like the it had grown up Sherry too, didn't it? Yeah, I mean that was the that was the biggest thing in the in the game. Really, I mean she was I thought the most interesting character. Yeah, I mean she was the one that I wanted to see, just because she was like probably the biggest loose end that the series had like never revisited. Right. Um. I, you know, the, I I think the biggest disappointment with six in terms from a story perspective, other than the fact that it was like, okay, where 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 is it going from here? And it wasn't really clear. Uh, the biggest disappointment was like the, the first trailers really made it look like we were going to find out finally like what Ada's deal was, right? And Six very firmly established. Nope, you're not ever going to learn anything about Ada. Like she, like her whole thing basically is just to be, you know, the mysterious woman that you don't, you'll never know what her motives are. You'll never know. Like, I think that is her purpose in the series. And I don't think they're ever going to really get into her origin. I'd be interested in it, 
but because they, they don't if, they themselves don't know probably i don't know oh, of course they don't uh we got a yeah, ten dollar donation ten dollars from joshua helmicky thank you thank you uh saying what's up with the second live stream of prism i miss prism we all need more prism why won't you play <laughs> prism do you have something against the game are you a prism hater now huh well <laughs> well well um yeah more <laughs> jeff always says it right it's more like prism more like prison <laughs> uh maybe 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 i'll do i'll do that on the twitch it's it will probably won't happen during the during a sunday I'm can sad. you install Bayonetta and Vanquish separately? Yeah. They, they, it's, like, it's, it's like, like a, if you uh, only had room on your hard drive for one of them, for instance. Huh? Like, for instance, if you only had room for one of them on your hard drive. Yeah, it just it installs them separately. It's kind of like uh, Shenmue and Shenmue 2. Install mm -hmm. separately. Oh, Armature worked on this? Yeah. Like, what else have they done? Uh, Recore. <laughs> uh, like they're the former Metroid Prime, or some of the former Metroid Prime people. Oh. Um, they did a um. They did a Batman Arkham game for like. Oh, the is it the? Was it Vita or 3DS or something? Oh, did they? They they did like a side-scrolling Arkham. Yeah, game yeah, yeah. I've never played. Uh, what is it called? Um, like Black Isle or something like that. I can't remember at all. So this uh, is the first time Captain you boot up Sancho. Bayonetta here. Captain Sancho says uh, Bayonetta one is is the best, and yes, Bayonetta one is the best. Uh, I knew that they would never be able to top the climax of of the first game with the second one, and I was right. Maybe that's the yeah, reason. the 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 climax of this is like the most over the top thing. Of I know game. they they would never be able to top it. Like you literally can't top that. No, you you cannot. And you can't. <laughs> Overall, though, I may have liked the second game better, but yeah, see, I, I mean, I didn't you also have to keep in mind that I played this on PS3. <laughs> okay, well, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. But I do want to replay it. Um, my, I I do like the uh, I I like the second one a lot, but it's it's mainly it's like a, there's a lot of boss battles in it. I feel like it's some chapters are just like boss battles. This, but yeah, it, the, it, so it doesn't uh, it feels like less of a complete game than this. I don't remember that much about the final boss in Bayonetta two. To be right, honest, right because because. Who cares after the final boss in, in this one? I know. I know. <laughs> it, it is the literal most over-the-top thing yeah. that has probably ever been in a video game. It is ridiculous. Uh, I think that the only thing that I would say that I like about uh, two over... This one is I really like that the theme is Moon River 
versus uh, "Fly Me to the Moon" in this one. I think "Moon River" like is it's like a better version of the song. Like that that song being in two is probably my favorite part of two. Yeah, I mean, I, I put a lot of time into the 360 version. Uh, David what? Clark bought the Japanese Switch uh, Special Edition of Bayonetta. I was really tempted. Yeah, same here. It sold out so quick. But it was, I mean, it was kind of expensive, right? I forget how much it cost. Um, I mean, I, it, it was expensive, but I, I think it's even more expensive. I, I have no idea how much it goes for now. Well, you you found uh, a copy of the Switch version for me that was like not that long after it came out uh, at a at a pawn shop, and uh, like the the code for Bayonetta one was already used, but it was like thirty dollars or something. It was like it was. It was the right price to pay for Bayonetta 2. And yeah. I almost didn't even want, like, <laughs> like I, I almost felt like, Ugh, I don't even want this, like, physical or digital-only version of the first. So I felt good about getting it for a good price. But at least I've got my physical Wii U version. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Bayonetta 1 still has the Sega references on Wii U. Yeah, it's a release by... I mean, even Bayonetta 2 has uh, Sega in the in the opening credits. Yeah. Like, it says, like, Nintendo, Platinum, and Sega present or whatever. I mean, I just love the witch time. But it, to, to get all the achievements, you have to play through the game without having the witch time slow down. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you turn it off? Oh, hang on a second. Uh... Yeah, I mean, you can. There's an, an item you can equip that makes it so you, it doesn't slow down. But what it doesn't slow down, but it it is kind of cool because it like drops this like ball of energy that like damages that your en the enemies. Oh, so it's kind of a trade off anyway. Well, you don't get as much damage in, but it's like a little bomb. It's kind of kind of cool. I gotta 
Oh, we did stream Astral Chain, actually. I still have not gotten that. Uh, like... The, the weekend it came out, actually, we streamed it. Just kind of a random thing for us to stream, but you really wanted to see it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't make a lot of progress in it, I guess. But uh, I, I, I thought that was. I I liked Astral Chain overall. I had a good time with it. Um, like there there were a few comments. Like you know, I I had to cut so much out of the year end video for 2019 yeah just for time reasons um so like i made just a i just wanted to give astral chain a, a quick mention and I, I said you know you know some games i liked but didn't leave like a strong lasting impression and you know i showed footage of astral chain and uh, you know there were a couple of comments like oh i just i can't take the shade that was thrown at astral chain it breaks my heart i was like I, I thought it was good like but it just it didn't like mean a lot to me i guess but i liked it If anybody in the has never played through this game, you totally should. I mean, the thing that, that I liked most about it was, like, this, like, you know, Devil May Cry derivative genre, like, is, from a gameplay perspective, it's like I I have a good enough time with it, but it's not, like, the most most enjoyable thing in the world to me like it's it's fine but the thing that sets bayonetta apart is just like the the situations that unfold in the game are so over the top yeah like they just have really a lot of fun i mean you're not gonna really see it with you know just this little bit of gameplay but over the course of the game a lot of things that are just so absurd happen <laughs> especially i mean we are not kidding i mean we won't say what happens but like the ending is crazy the 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 way the you kill the last boss, boss is the most bonkers over the top thing that has ever happened in the history of video games and literally <laughs> literally cannot be topped. <laughs> like it literally cannot be. Yeah. Like if when you nothing, everyone's you going to probably like watch it on YouTube now. <laughs> it's not the same without the build up. Mm, Captain Shincho says wonderful 101 topped it. It's it's close. It's close. I don't remember. I mean, there must be a reason I I remember the the ending of this one so much more than the than that one though. 
Well, now I'm looking. Now I'm looking forward to it. But apparently, only Kamiya can come close. Yes. Now, what version of Bayonetta is worth picking up? I mean, I think basically any of them are considered worth picking up, except the yeah. PS3 the version, which, I mean, like I said, is the one I played. That one. Don't. Well, know, yeah. Don't I, get the PS3 version. Don't get the PS3 version. But otherwise, I mean, the Xbox 360 version is backwards compatible on Xbox One. So you can actually get uh, pretty stable 60 frames per second out of it that way, or you can get the, the new version, or you can get the Wii U version. I mean, visually, I think the version that just came out is going that, that you're playing now is going to be the sharpest. But is there a, P a PC version? Yes. So there's that too. So, but basically, you can't go wrong with any version other than the PS3. And even that, like, if it was your only option, like, I mean, hey, I, I played it. But yeah, the... What she does to the final boss of this game, <laughs> it's... It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. gonna finish the opening and then probably call it a night. The the weapons you get in this are, are amazing too. I, I always like the uh, the rocket launchers. I don't quite remember those. Those are my favorites. But like with Astral Chain, you know, like I said with this uh, you know, it's like this style of gameplay is like, I enjoy it, but it's not like my go-to, but I, I will play it if I enjoy the game for, you know, other aesthetic reasons. Right. You know, if it, if it has a cool style, has good music, you know, an interesting story or something. Sure. I'll play through it. The gameplay is good enough. I like that. She um, like, has her feet like like legs on the dashboard like through the the opening <laughs> opening and the, the where the windshield's broken but um but like with astral chain i felt like the I, the the like the linked beast thing I I felt like that didn't quite play out from a gameplay perspective the way I would have wanted it to I mean it was fine but it also didn't really feel like you had to be like linked in the way that you were I kind of envisioned that you'd be controlling them a lot more independently, like maybe one with the other stick or something. And like it, there are ways that you can kind of do that, but in combat, it doesn't really flow that way. I don't know. Like it, I thought there would be more to it. 
but it was fine. It was good. The story didn't make any sense in the end. <laughs> Maybe a little sense. I was hoping for more sense. Yeah, Metal Gear Rising, though. That, that is my favorite Platinum game. I do, I do want to replay it someday. I wonder when Bayonetta 3 is even going to come out. Like, it feels like it's been in the works for a long time. Yeah, it feels like it's taking a lot longer to come out than the second one did. Well, that did take a while. Yeah, like but... both both were pretty much just announced with like a logo teaser. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like it's been even longer. Yeah, it's hard to say. Hopefully, it's not having you're not having a hard time with it. I don't think so. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that too. I mean, apparently Kamiya has said it's going smoothly, even though we haven't heard anything. But, well, hey. Oops. <laughs> oh. Well, the witch well, hunts are over. Yeah. Oh man, it's a good ways after midnight at this point. Is it really? Whew. Well, I guess that'll do it for this week. Uh, I'll everyone keep an eye on Twitter. I'll let you know if I end up going up on uh, on the Twitch channel. And we'll see what we get into. In the meantime. <sighs> Uh, thanks to everybody who donated and, and everybody who hung out this week. Yep. And uh, we'll see you soon. Good night, Good everybody. Night.